Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? (laughs) I liked it. Actually, scoop up the yeast Uh and look at it. Seven o'clock came real early that next morning. Yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and beer. Punch me in the junk, man. That thing was thick. The point is, just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it (laughs) afterwards. Are you being sarcastic right now? Bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve in a kettle. That's a true happy. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Okay, welcome to the program. My name is Justin Crosley. I'll be your host for tonight and tonight only. And then I'm off uh, doing something else again next week. Uh, but JP will be back. That's right. Back Warren and I action. got this locked. Oh, no, Warren's mm, not going to be here either. I will, oh, yeah, you got no beardy next week. Asshole. Well, you've got Tasty and Doc who are here with us. Uh, <laughs> That's true, they are. And, uh, Doc also, wow, it's just going to be you <laughs> and Tasty next week. And Sully. And Sully, of course. And your guest, Sully. What about the week after? Let's talk about the week after, because that is, that's what I care about. That's a vacation. That's an off week. Oh, fuck yeah. And then the week after that, y'all's back, right? Yes. Okay. All y'all's is back. Then I can deal with it. Yeah. I can deal with it. You can do it. I mean, I hope Tasty's. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it's the Sully and JP mixtape. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm all right with that. We haven't done that in a while, but I guarantee you Tasty will be here. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're talking about his beer collaboration. Right. So he won't. Among among many, many other topics. I'm sure lots of artwork discussion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which is really cool, actually. Yeah. uh, yeah. Oh, Tasty wouldn't miss that show if he were dying, I think. Oh, there's no, there's (laughs) no way he'll, we'll, he'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll hear the word me and I more than an Obama speech. It'll be great. (laughs) That would be the only way for you to get someone to die on air would be if it happened on a show that. 
Casey released if he was yeah. already ill. I released beer, but it, he was releasing a beer. Then he would come in. They would wheel him in. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it'd be in his contract. Put put the coffin on a, a dolly. Yeah, maybe like a carpet, like a like a furniture mover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wheel it in here. Today's program brought to you by More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com and check them out. They bring you this session and every session we do, and they've been doing that for years, as you know. Please go support them. Um, great people, great company, and uh, I dare say the Brewing Network remains alive because of More Beer. There were plenty of times we, we couldn't have stayed open without them. Um, so go check them out at More Beer. We do have a light crew today. Um, Tasty's out. Uh, he's out viewing the eclipse in another state because oh. I don't know why. I, I could see it perfectly fine from here. But not no. the totality. We got like 78%. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. I, but I watched it on the NASA feed, and I, I, to be honest with you, teared up a little bit. Why? I don't what? know. Because I thought it was really cool. Like, okay. this is a really cool thing. I've never seen a totality You're before, done. and I would have liked to go in real life, but... Uh, yeah, but you couldn't leave the house. Yeah, that's the one thing I will never give a tasty shit about, is going to watch the, the totality. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. If you can do it, do it, man. I looked out my window while I was driving down to Los Gatos. Yeah. In the car. I it mean, was, it can, was still pretty bright. Yeah, I looked at it. And but it was you, still bright. you can stare right at it, right? <laughs> yeah. And you and you might barely see something. Yeah, I don't think it really inhibited my driving yeah. ability yeah. after staring at the sun for or a couple seconds. Or your vision at all? Yeah, right. Yeah, I feel um, fine. Yeah, I took a quick look at it. The coolest thing I found about it was how the rest of the sky looked. Actually, the it yeah. looked really creepy. It, yeah, it was very apocalyptic. Yeah, you know, we had overcast here, but you know, so which obviously makes things a bit darker anyway. But it wasn't that. It was like a different shade of dark. Yeah, it was more like a brown yeah. hue kind of. Yeah, out in Oakley, we weren't uh, we didn't have clouds, but Taryn works in Concord. Yeah, and uh, she was able to. You can just look up and see it. It kind of created a filter. Yeah, so you can actually see the thing. I I didn't see shit. I made a. I, I tried to make a box, like a viewing box out yeah. of an old Heineken box I had, or no, Lagunitas box, and uh, I, I I I thought I could see it because you you know you cut a hole, then you can view in, and you cut another hole, and you put tin foil over it, and you poke a hole in that, yeah. and then you aim that at the sun. And I looked in it, and I saw like this little crescent. I was like, oh, that's pretty dope, dude. And I took a bunch of pictures, and then like a couple minutes later, I looked again, and it hadn't moved. Okay. And I was like, huh. That's weird. So a couple minutes later, I looked again, and it hadn't moved, and I just had poked the hole fucking crooked. <laughs> so the crescent was uh, just light coming in. Two hours later, I looked, there's a crescent. I'm like, okay, I clearly did something you wrong. You finally figured out Mrs. <laughs> Hendricks' trick on all you get kids in elementary school. You know, you right. should have just looked at it the one time and let it be. <laughs> It'd be you'd, great. You'd, have, you'd have gone your whole life uh, feeling like you saw the eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Tasty's off doing that, uh, Doc's off being Doc, and um, unfortunately, uh, Bevo uh, is missing as well. Her mom passed away over the weekend. Yeah. Um, Out of shame, probably. <laughs> of her of her son-in-law, you think? <laughs> of her son-in-law. Um, so our hearts go out to Bevo. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's been going on for, for quite some time with her mom. She was ill. And, um, yeah, she's been dealing with that for a good amount of time. And so she's home with the family, as she should be. And, uh, you know, wish her well. Um, she'll be back. Yeah. Eventually. Hopefully tomorrow. It's like a dead, it's a dead mom uh, month or, or weeks or something. My yeah. mom passed away a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bevo's mom. I watched Not you. you no, my, you know, yeah. yeah. I led the charge. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Is my mom, are you telling me my mom's dead also? I'm saying these things comes in, comes in threes. Uh, yeah. Call your moms out there. Okay. I don't want to. 
I don't want to hear about your dead mom. I don't want to hear about my dead mom either. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to hear about his dead mom. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about Beardy? Right. Yeah. Well, Morton doesn't even want to hear about his live mom, so it doesn't <laughs> no, really yeah. matter. No. He's going to come in here sad, and I'm like, nobody cares about your mom, Beardy. Okay? My or mom's you... still alive. <laughs> he just starts crying, and I tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, so, you could tell if I was sad or not? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No one can tell any emotion behind that hairy face. That's true. Really. <laughs> well, we, can, we would just update his programming. <laughs> Get, boot, him, boot him up in DOS just, and just kind of figure it out. Reboot him. Just throw in a new line of code that yeah. deals yeah. with depression. Backslash dead mom. Yeah. It'll be like Westworld. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Beardy sad uh, now that I think about it. Or any other emotion. <laughs> It's a it's a narrow spectrum right of emotion over here. Okay. I, th- I mean, because I, I think he just tries to analyze the why behind things, sure. instead of just living in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. well, tomorrow's going to happen. It won't be as great as today. <laughs> he- and it's not that you're you're a bit like Eeyore. Yeah, he's an analytical Eeyore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where it's not happy or sad, it's just Eeyore. It just is. <laughs> it just is. I'm here, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like this about you, by the way. Uh, so this is maybe the only thing I like yeah. about you. Even keel. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I need that in my life. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that's even keel. Right. <laughs> you and Kate the Great. That's that's what I have. Um, so it well, takes two of us. Good luck with your mothers. Um, we'll see how that goes. That's right. For all of you. Yeah. <laughs> they do come in threes, I'm telling you. It's a it's a proven fact. It is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Nothing comes in fours, that's for sure. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a proven... It's, it's a thing. So be uh, careful out there. Tell your moms uh, that you love them. T- or t- whatever else you have to tell them. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> tell your moms to watch out. That's pretty much what it is. Do my laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom, here's this bear protective suit. Like Right. Uh, okay, well, a few things to get through. Of course, uh, we want to let you know, uh, speaking of the 21st Amendment, uh, they're having their August Fest celebration. Uh, that's this Saturday, August 26th, um, 12 to 6, noon to 6. It's free admission. The Stone Foxes are playing and $5 drink tickets. And they've got a tent where they're doing special releases every hour. Um, and then there's a there's several beer stations and food. And it's kid-friendly. There's a bounce house section. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So go check it out. That's at the San Leandro Brewery, um, not the Brooklyn Brewery. It's here, <laughs> uh, here in San Leandro. Uh, so you're going to want to go check that out. Sully will be there, probably wearing some form of watermelon uniform. That's him, him and Nico's thing. That's how you find him. Um, and then uh, right after that, actually, our friends at Drake's are having their 28th anniversary party. Um, that'll be the same day, August 26th. That's from 5 to 9 p.m. So 12 to 6 at the 2NA, and then 5 to 9 at Drake's. There's a free shuttle running from BART, so uh, you, can, you can get there safe and free. So Those are two things I'd like to be. Yeah. If I were in town, that's what I would be doing. I would be doing uh, 2NA and Drake's this weekend, two yeah. of my favorite breweries. Um, but uh, I will not be in town. So... Uh, enjoy yourselves out there. <laughs> so we can never prove that statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You can support the BN not only by supporting our sponsors, which I, I sure hope you do, and and that's a great way to uh, support us, by the way. Plus, you get something out of it. You know, all our sponsors either sell great beer or great homebrewing products, and uh, I don't see a reason why you shouldn't go support them. That's right. But you can also do the rest of your shopping uh, through Amazon, and, and we get a little chunk of that, too. You just click the Amazon link. It's, it's in a couple different places on the website. It's there on the left in orange. It's in the drop-down menu under community. 
community. And you just click it. You can save it in your bookmarks. And then every time you do your normal shopping, don't worry. We, we don't really know what you're shopping for. <laughs> Well, we, we don't know. We, know a we don't bit. know who is shopping yeah, right. what. I guess is, yeah. is what we don't know. We can we can look at to as to what you're purchasing, but no. that's work, and it won't tell us who, anyways. Right. And now that Moscow's not around here much anymore, we've never looked since. So you can carry on buying all the creepiest things you want, and um, we just get a little percentage of that. And a lot of you do it. I appreciate it very much. You can do that both in the U.S. and the U.K. There's a link for both of you, and. Um, do it. It's it's helpful. It doesn't cost you anything. You can also subscribe and join the BN Army. It enters you into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, which is a chance to win 100 bucks to spend at More Beer. And for as little as $2 a month, you can do that. Um, and then uh, the more you donate, the more you're entered. and um, The more you enter, the more you win. Yes. The more chances you win. That's right. Sure. So Plus, you get our BN Army email, uh, which goes out every single month. Um, and it has lots of uh, thought provoking information <laughs> like uh, what's the spelling error why do we have a why do we have a yeah. comma here instead of a full stop yeah. period yeah oxford commas are a thing now right yeah. full yeah. colon versus semi it's a whole thing yeah oh, too soon on the colon oh wow mm. <laughs> semi <laughs> or dead colon oh, wow warren mm. wow Shut the fuck up, Beardy. Should we there call Bev is. right now and tell her these jokes? Uh-huh. <laughs> Here's so a recap of hey, all the inappropriate things. Hey, hey, we missed you, and so check out this lineup of jokes. <laughs> yeah, are you sitting down? <laughs> oh. Can okay. Um, all right, so subscribe and join the BN Army. That's a great way to support us, too. Uh, get updates and other things and funny jokes and pictures and <laughs> no. I don't even know what. Uh, over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, just search Brewing Network on any of those things. And then, of course, send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do that. And we'll re- we, we may or may not read it on the air. Do lots of that, please. Yeah, we like feedback. We, we love we, feedback. We really do. Um, so feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Okay. Um, well... How about I save our Twitter game for just a sec? No, okay. we do have a Twitter game, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. All right, let me announce it real quick, and then okay. as you're explaining it, I will get our first guest on the phone. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk to Tom McCormick from the California Craft Brewers Association. He's been on the show before. Good guy. Love talking to him. So we're going to spend 15 minutes with him here in just a second. The Twitter game, though, is brought to you by the American Home Brewers Association. And if you haven't checked out their Brew Guru app, you need to. Uh, just go to the iTunes Store or... Or the Google Play Store. Is there another store? There's just that's it. Right? Um, that's probably it. Okay, and then search Brew Guru, and it'll tell you where all of the discounts that you get for free as part of your membership are. And you should be a member. You can do that through our website too. Just click the AHA link. Yeah. Uh, download the Brew Guru app. What's our Twitter game today? Well, I have two in case one is inappropriate. So okay. I can. So we'll go with the the inappropriate one. Uh, Bebo's mom died this week. So uh, what would you say to cheer her up? Okay. And I had a backup one uh, that we can do if it's too early to talk about Bebo's mom. Um, well, I would like to hear the backup one anyway. Okay. The backup one is. I mean, Warren's looking pretty fit these days, right? <laughs> that's Cut as it. hell. That's, it's a question. Yeah. And then you. <laughs> and that's it. That's all. Look, that's as far as I got. But yeah. I, in my mind, you then you re- would respond. I see. Me or Twitter? Not you, Twitter. Oh, yeah. Nobody. How many times do I have to tell you? Nobody cares right. about what you have to say. Maybe if you told me one more time, maybe I would get it. Yeah. 
Uh, but right, we well, don't care to get that far. Right. Nobody does. All right. <laughs> uh, so we could go the backup. No, let's go with the, with the first one. Let's, How would you console Bebo? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yes, okay. Can, can we expand it to that? Like, not just what you would say, but oh. how you would <laughs> how would you console Bebo? Yes. Okay. How would you console her? Yeah, I it. like that because that could either that could be verbal, mm-hmm. or could be physical, <laughs> yeah. could be metaphysical. We don't know <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, BN creeps, you can uh, go to town on that. <laughs> or Sugar Valley, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's our Twitter. I would day. write her a song. <laughs> it goes a little something like this. All right. At this time, it, uh, I'm going to welcome our first guest of the night, uh, our, our old friend Tom McCormick from the California Craft Brewers Association. Hey, Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you. How you doing? Uh, we're doing great. It's nice to have you back on with us. Yeah, thank you. I thought you were, you know, it's been a little while since we've seen you, and I, I thought maybe you'd have you'd have moved on and become like a farmer somewhere by now, Tom. <laughs> um, what, but, but you're not. What have you been up to? I haven't moved an inch. I'm still <laughs> sitting in the same seat and wearing the same hat. I see. I've, I've been up to, I, I have a front row seat to the craft brewing industry here in California, and it's I'm, I'm having fun. Yeah, that's a hard seat to give up, I'm sure. Um, yeah. How can you now? We're going to talk about uh, the big event, uh, of course. But uh, you know, what's your take on the lay of the land before we get into that in in California craft beer? And and I kind of mean, uh, have we oversaturated yet here in, in California yet? Are we still growing? Is it booming? Can you just give me like a, a brief overview of California craft beer? Well, it's still growing. So the market share for craft beer is still growing uh, a lot, and there's still new breweries opening up. And so the big picture for for craft beer and full-flavored beers is very strong and very good. Uh, At the same time, it is getting competitive out there because we have – so many breweries here in California and around the country, and we also have Big Beer um, with their new strategy philosophy, if you can't beat them, buy them. Right. So we have enormous global corporations who have bought into the craft beer industry, so it is getting very competitive, but the good news is is that um, the, the market share for craft beer continues to grow. Did you... Um You've been in this industry for a while. If I remember right, you even started as a distributor. Is that right? In the industry? Yes, yeah. way back in the, in the 80s. Okay. Was there ever a, a point in time, you know, before recently when it became obvious, that that you thought th- this is what would start happening with craft beer, that, that, that small entrepreneurs would, would build up businesses uh, to a point where, um, well, it would reach a, a critical mass, and, and maybe the only next step was to, to be bought uh, or to merge or any of the things that are happening. Did that did that cross your mind throughout your career? Mm, certainly not in the early days because we never thought, you know, I got into the industry in the early, mid-'80s, and so it's grown beyond our wildest dreams. And I think I speak for those of us back then. We had no idea that would ever become what it has become. But, you know, getting into the 90s and particularly the late 90s when it continued to grow and became a household word, you know, yeah, I I think a lot of us felt that the industry at some point would mature and begin to go through the steps that it's going through today. So it's, it's not 
too surprising. It's it's, it's not really a shock, but um, and. Uh, to a certain extent, it's kind of a, a, a sign of success. I mean, sure. we have really, the craft brewers and the craft brewing industry was born right here in California. We have revolutionized beer culture in the United States and to some extent around the world. So, yeah. you know, it's a cool thing. It is. I agree. And I'm thinking, you know, there's a couple guys I can think of that are now, you know, craft beer billionaires because of this uh, this new yeah. thing. But I'm thinking that of the craft beer billionaires, there's only one that ever anticipated that could happen. And I think that's Jim Cook. I think Jim at Sam Adams, uh, Boston Beer rather, was probably the only guy, you know, being just a, he was a Harvard business grad. Um, I'm thinking he's the only one who ever thought, I'm going to start this company and I could end up a craft beer billionaire. I don't think anybody else thought about it. Well, you know, I knew Tony McGee from Lagunitas, Ken Grossman, um, Jim, uh, or Steve Wagner and Greg Cook from yeah. Stone. Uh, you know, I could go on and on, and I can absolutely assure you they n- never in their wildest dreams ever, ever uh, thought that they would have companies this large. Right. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. I I completely agree. I mean, it's really just kind of blown their their minds. And good for them in so many ways. You know, there's there's so, there's obviously so many facets of of this new trend. But some of these guys I know personally, and obviously you do too. And my first thought always is kind of like, wow, what the American dream? Good for you. Uh, yep. At least yep. that level yep. of success. Now, uh, one more question, just on this topic, and, and we can move on. I'm just because I don't know. I'm curious. Um, I know the Brewers Association has one. Does the California Craft Brewers Association have a cap, like a barrel cap, uh, or an ownership percentage cap, where where you can no longer belong to the association? We our definition of voting members is very simple. It's much more simple than the Brewers Association, and it is strictly a production cap, and it has nothing to do with uh, ownership. And that cap uh, is tied to the federal small brewers tax differential, which is two million barrels or less per year. I see. So, um, just to give you an idea, Sierra Nevada is is a little over a million barrels. They're our okay. largest member, so that's that's where that's how we've done it. So we got some time left before we have to start thinking about these California craft brewers moving past the the cap. It sounds like. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, excellent. Now, you guys have your uh, your big event, I believe, in its third year coming up, right? It is, yeah, third year. Okay. Tell us about the event. Of course, I, I went the first year, and um, I, I have been unable to make it back since, but, but boy, did I love it. Um, tell us all about it. Well, and it's matured and gotten, uh, I think, even better. It's the California Craft Beer Summit, which takes place in Sacramento right downtown, right across from the state capitol, and it takes place on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. And um, it's just kind of an extravaganza, all things craft beer. It's um, not just a beer festival. It's um, We call it the expo and festival because it's a hands-on kind of experiential event. Uh, we have a trade show. Uh, at the Sacramento Convention Center for two days, Thursday and Friday. We have over 100 exhibitors. We have um, chefs from all over California doing food and beer pairings. We have 
speakers on the expo floor. We also have educational seminars going on upstairs in a classroom style. And it's open to the public. It's an event that uh, anyone who has any interest in craft beer, I think, would really, really enjoy. Um, there's, of course, beer from all over the state to uh, try and to sample. And uh, most of those beers are unavailable in local markets because the brewers who are coming from all over the state are kind of bringing their special beers that you wouldn't normally see on the grocery store shelves. And the whole event concludes on Saturday with the biggest beer festival in the state. We have 160-plus breweries wow. outside on Capitol Mall right in front of the state capitol uh, serving almost 500 different beers. So it's a three-day event and open to the public, and it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. Now, the the ending event, the, the beer festival itself, really is uh, amazing. Uh, when I first heard of it and went the first year, I thought, wow, hundreds of, of breweries. I think it was probably about 160 then, too. Um, I just remember thinking, well, that's just ridiculous. How how is, <laughs> how is this going to be possible? It, right. It, it, you know what? It was one of the. It ended up being one of the coolest festivals I've I've ever been to. Partly because of its location. Yeah. Right there on the Capitol Mall. So yeah. it just really easy access and a nice walk just up and down the Capitol Mall, which obviously you need some space to fit 160 breweries in. And then, uh, because it's spread out like that, it was uh, just not crowded. You're not pushing your way through everything. And then, as Tom said, like 500 beers to like you just had trouble figuring out what <laughs> was the old right. Was the, and if that's your only problem for the day, <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> um, it's only really a problem at that point. Yeah, that's true. Maybe a couple hours later, you have a different one. But I've heard nothing but good things about this festival. Yeah. So that part's really good. And then, Tom, the the conference part, which you say is, is kind of like an expo, you know, I, I kind of likened it to, to me, it was a cross between the Craft Brewers Conference that, that the Brewers Association puts on, which is, which is very large, and um, there are different tracks that you have to go on to, to see the different panels, kind of a cross between that. And actually, the Homebrewers Association event, which I absolutely love, the uh, the National Homebrewers Conference, because it had that intimate feel of the National Homebrewers Conference. And you guys had focused so much on education, like the National Homebrewers Conference does, too, of um, not just expert brewers, but, but of amateur brewers. Um, and, and that's the part that I found really enjoyable about it. It just felt um, on the level of a craft brewers conference, so so some professional uh, education, but the, right. the intimacy of the home brewers. Well, thank you, because that's exactly what we tried to do. Oh, and, good. You know, I, I, we really wanted to have something where the public and where um, um, retailers and hospitality workers and wholesale, everyone who's in the industry and home brewers, beer enthusiasts, anyone who just enjoys drinking craft beer would come and learn something and have a have a good time. And they're all kind of mingling among each other and mingling among all the brewers. You know, we have about 400 brewers come from around the state. Wow. So it's just kind of a gathering of the tribe. We tried to make it a real open type atmosphere. You probably noticed, you know, it's the trade show is not just um, 
um, rows of exhibitors. It's more of an open feeling with, you know, hop vines, and you can put your hands in malted barley and taste beer and smell beer. And so we just, uh, yeah, we tried to do something different, and um, we wanted to, to have a intimate feel so that people felt comfortable. And I think you pulled that off. And, and also, as you mentioned, with all the brewers there, because it's such a, an open and kind of laid-back feel, um, I found, and also because there's just so many amazing brewers in California, I just found myself at any given moment standing next to uh, a who's who of my favorite breweries. Um, you know, the brewers just standing right there having a beer like I was. Um, so it, there wasn't this sort of separation, you know. Yep, and that's again what we tried to do. You know, it's we're, we've uh, and our members, of course, it's a fundraiser for the CCBA, and we help them in protecting their business and protecting the industry. So, but they've just been great, very, very supportive. So it's uh, you know some of the breweries bring five, ten, fifteen people, but a lot of the owners and the principals come as well. So, you know, Ken Grossman and Steve Wagner and David Walker and you know, again, I could go on and on, but uh, yeah. you know, most of the owners and principals uh, come as well. Got it. Uh, the only problem I have with that list is that David Walker thinks he's the most handsome person in brewing, <laughs> and, and clearly it's me. Uh, but but he, you're not in brewing. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in it enough. You're around you're, brewing. You're in the beer industry. <laughs> I see. So I'm allowed to, to separate? We can both yeah. have a trophy? Yeah. Yes, you can. Saying? Yes. Okay. Hey, it's 2017. Yeah. You're a millennial, goddammit. Everybody yeah. wins. Everybody wins. <laughs> and if you can't win, we'll figure out how to make you win. You yeah. have the best place for radio. <laughs> Thank you. Vinny. In podcasting about beer. Yeah. History. Well, you've got to have panels such as Ask the Brewmaster and How to Start a Brewery. There's a whole list, of course, that you can go research yourself, and you're going to want to do that at CaliforniaCraftBeer.com, um, and then you'll be able to click on the Craft Beer Summit, or just Google uh, California Craft Beer Summit. You'll go straight to it. And you can look at the different uh, uh, you know, exhibits that they have and the different uh, courses uh, or, or seminars that you can take. Um, I remember the ones I went to also. I remember how forthcoming the, oh, the yeah. speakers were. I, rem- I sat in on one. Uh, in fact, I think I have a recording of it for you guys um, where it was Three Weavers uh, Brewing Company founder. And she Alex. gave. Uh, no, it wasn't Alex. Oh, okay. The founder of the company. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and she, she gave almost her entire balance sheet of how she started the brewery. Oh, I mean, she showed you all the different expenses. I, it was She was such an open book, and, and she gave out the the spreadsheet afterward. Like, you could go download it. Uh, you know, for those in brewery planning, to get a real look at yeah. what it might cost you. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like that's the kind of thing that you guys are really looking to provide. I remember... Yep, we uh, have... Oh, sorry. Go we ahead. have more of that. We have more of that uh, this year as well, and I remember that seminar because I sat in it as well. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, she was great, and I, I I bring that up because I have sat in on a, on a lot of seminars, and I and I sometimes just find them to be a little too generic. Um, you know, and and some of that is just by the nature of things. Some speakers don't want to give away everything, or or maybe there's just not enough time. But I found the level of detail in all the seminars I went to there to just to be so much better. You know. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I went. I sat on one that was Tony McGee. Right, right it, he was talking about Lagunitas and, and the acquisition. It was just after Heineken acquired the first half hmm. of Lagunitas, and he was kind of just. 
almost like a, a at, at least the second half of the seminar was almost like a question and answer time. Yeah. And people were asking genuinely tough questions and it was just real interesting to see the candor and just like back and forth. Yeah. That that was there. Yeah. So that's a cool that's definitely different than you would get at the craft or craft brewers conference. Sure. And that again is just no slight on that, uh, but just by nature of the size of things, I think too. Sure. Oh, right. Uh that you know the craft the national craft brewers conference has grown so big. Um well, like I said, you can search California Craft Beer Summit, and I'll take you straight there, or go to CaliforniaCraftBeer.com. Tickets are still available, and, and can you buy them separate, Tom? You can go to the conference at, and or go to the festival at the end? Yep, you can buy single-day tickets for you know each of the three days. You can buy a, a ticket for all three days. Uh, you can buy a VIP pass. So, yeah, there's different ticket combinations. Okay. Excellent. And we are going to be giving away, what, a pair of tickets, JP? A pair of tickets to the uh, festival. To the festival itself. Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to give away a pair of tickets. We're actually going to do it next week. And because we're a national show, it gets a little tricky. We want to make sure we can give uh, those tickets away to people who can actually attend. So what we're going to do is uh, post up on our social media pages as well as in the link to this show. Um an actual uh, uh, some sort of form, like a form yeah. that you can fill out that you are available to go. You are within the proximity. You can make it, and then we're going to do a drawing next week. So the good news about that is it will pare down the amount of winners from our entire nationwide audience to just those um, either in California or that are willing and available to make the trip. So it's it's up to you, listeners, if you want this chance to win. Uh, we're going to put the link up on our uh, home page uh, on this show post as well as on our social media facebook and twitter uh, so that you can click it and you can register to win and next week we'll give a pair of tickets out to the beer fest that's right yeah so thanks for that tom we like giving away tickets yeah great cool <laughs> all right well look Tom, if you ever need anything from us, I, I don't know what it would be because you're much smarter than we are. A cigarette um, or a pack of gum or something. Yeah, you let we us got know. You. We got you. <laughs> I'll think of something. Okay. <laughs> I wish you guys a successful event. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I will not be able to make it myself again this year, but uh, I will get back there. But uh, all the success, and thanks for putting on this great event in California. Well, we'll miss you, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. I hope we talk to you soon, Tom. Take care. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Tom McCormick from the California Craft Brewers Association. Uh, I am not blowing smoke up your ass. He really is. A, he's a sweet man. He's yeah. A, he's a nice guy and willing to give out um, information and advice um, to any California brewer, by the way. If you're yeah. in California and you're not part of that association, you're missing out. But um, even for me, the first time he was on the show here, he was uh, very kind uh, when we talked before and after the show. Um even recommended uh, among the competitive market that the the brewing network of all people could probably be a successful brewery because we have a story oh. and, a, and a brand. Right. And, and he felt that in in today's market, you you really needed something to to stand out. Mm -hmm. And he felt yeah. that that you know having a story and our story in particular would do that. And it just was a good piece of advice for all of you that if, if you don't have something that makes you stand out or, or you don't have a particular story or a cool-ass logo like we do, right? Um, 
You know, you might think twice about opening a yeah. uh, uh, open a yeah. distributor instead. Or just lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when's the Brewing Network Brewing Company open? Whenever the next person wants to hand over a million bucks to the Brewing Network. <laughs> so we can go and try and triple that to yeah. actually get money enough to do right. it. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good down payment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure you, you guys want to go open a nano brewery down the street and, <laughs> and struggle through that. Uh, who doesn't, mess, man? Right? Yeah, no thanks. Out the gate, I want 10,000 barrels a year, dude. Wow. Yeah. That's a big nano brewery. Yeah. So really, yeah. No. That's large. You I want know. it. You're yeah. not going to make it. Right. You just want it. Right. Okay. That's what I would want for us. It's good to have goals. Thank you. I appreciate that, Warren. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got our guest tonight, Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company, on the program with us. Is that how you pronounce it? <clears throat> I guess. How do you say it? How, how did you say it? Figueroa. Figueroa. You just you put a little Figueroa. you put a little uh, I don't know a little flair on How there that I enjoyed Figueroa but oh it's the fig part the I don't know Figueroa Figueroa yeah. I think you were you were throwing the U in and I, I, I look I liked it it was very yeah. you, had, you had some fa- yeah. some flair Figueroa 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 Mountain well we'll figure out what they call it and then Figueroa I'll just keep out. doing it my way anyway right yeah yeah as always the mountain folk. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to talk to them when we come back. And a lot of German beer styles to yes. taste Thank and you. talk about. So hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. 
Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up... A six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We've got our guest in the studio, Figaro Mountain Brewing Company. Uh, we're going to speak with them in just a second. Uh, but I wanted to remind you about our friends over at Great Fermentations. They've got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business using Blickman products. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many items. You can go check them out at greatfermentations.com. And be sure to like them on Facebook, GR8 Fermentation, Great Fermentation and find them on Instagram and Twitter as well under the same name. Go to greatfermentations.com and thank them for supporting the Brewing Network because we're not alive without our great sponsors. All right. In the studio with us today, we've got... 
Uh, we were just having a debate uh, before the, uh, the break about whether or not I'm, I'm pronouncing it right. If, uh, I say Figueroa Mountain Figueroa. Brewing Company. Fig- oh, wait. I'm sorry. i got to turn all you guys off. <laughs> I just wanted to get my point across before I turn your microphone off. I think that's the uh, Italian in you coming Figueroa. out. Figueroa. 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 How do you guys say it? It's just Figueroa Mountain. You, you just like fig. Yes. Yeah. You just go figaro. We, we say I like fig. my way. <laughs> I like your way because I think that's like the most like I don't know. It's as fancy as I get. It's as American as <laughs> Figueroa. It's fine. Yeah. Figueroa. 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 Right. Figueroa. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna keep saying it my way. I don't you, care. You know. You can say it as long as you appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Now, I was, I was trying to. Usually, I, I list a location Uh-oh. of Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company from, but you guys have uh, several locations. Four. We certainly have several locations. Uh, so, what I would say is that we have six locations, uh, but we have six, four okay. brewing locations. And the original location uh, that all began in Buellton, California. Okay. Yeah, and that's in Santa Barbara County. So we tend to say we're from Santa Barbara County. That's where we began. Right. But, yeah, six locations. a little hard to keep up sometimes. Yeah, I bet. And I just was – I didn't know which was the original. So thank you for clarifying that. Of course. And you are listening to Kevin Ashford, uh, who is the uh, creative director. Is that the that's official? Right. Okay. So uh, I've gone through many different kind of changes as far as what my role is with Figaro Mountain. Uh, when I first began, I was a shift brewer. Uh, I came from Baltimore, Maryland. I came over to brew beer with Fig. Uh, it was ultimately, I was looking for the most competitive place to brew. And Really? What do you mean by competitive place to brew? California. I think. I uh, see. Okay. It was either, I was going to be brewing in Colorado at the time. It was still extremely competitive. A lot of great breweries. Yeah. Or it was California. Okay. And uh, when I was between the two, it was either, let's go to this startup, Figaro Mountain Brewing Company, or let's go to an extremely established company in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And uh, I chose Fig as a startup. That was in 2012. Got it. So. And you were looking for that sort of competitive environment for the experience? Certainly for the experience. Uh, I think if, if we're not trying to produce the best beer we can at all times, that, you know, what, what's the point of, of brewing beer? Yeah. Uh, so I, I saw a great opportunity uh, with this company, Figaro Mountain, to produce the greatest possible beers we could. I wish we took that same stance about radio, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we actually feel like if we just kind of show up and sort of uh, have a mediocre experience, that we're, we're on top. It's still a great experience. Well, because there's really zero competition. So <laughs> it's kind of the perfect field for this group of people. Well, and there's no like, say, you, you know, there's no reports that come out at the end of the year that say what the numbers are for all. Of the, it's not like sales in a, in a brewery. Right? No, no. It's so, very much like Las Vegas where we can claim, you know, number one podcast from three to four on Wednesdays. Right. Um, it's easy for yeah. us to say that. So we are the best. We're, oh, we're the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, we're just the only um, well, you don't have to say that part. It feels the best. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? See, that is what we do. We, we make it feel good. Radio that feels the best. Yeah. <laughs> Radio we, should feel the best. We feel the best. That's our new yeah. slogan, JP. Yeah. Radio that feels, feels the good. best. <laughs> uh, and then with Kevin today, you've got one of your brewers with you as well, right? Who's this? I'm uh, Andre Espinoza. Hang on. Let me get you going. God, Jay. What no, the hell he's going? going. He's just quiet or something. <laughs> he's he's whispering. Quiet. My name's Andre Espinoza. No, his no I can't hear. Yeah, his microphone's broken. Let me see that. <laughs> this is Andre Espinoza. Espinoza. Yeah, nothing. He's rough on it. Wait, wait for it. Oh. 
Let's try that one. I'm back. Hey. Oh. That was perfect timing after the explanation I just gave of our... Of how good we are? Yeah. <laughs> That's how perfect we yeah. are here. We're just out of anything Spanish. Again, that felt like the best. <laughs> that was the best <laughs> fix it could have done. Yeah. Wait, let's try Kevin's again, too, because I just messed that one up. Check, check. There, there we go. go. Oh, wow. Is it throwing check you off pills? because the first one's check out? Pills. Yes. Because right. yeah. yeah. I, I, I can barely count as it is. Right. And then when you take a number out, <laughs> yeah. forget it. It's almost time for a vacation. <laughs> You've earned it. Perfect. <laughs> You've earned it. <laughs> after the show, vacation begins. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Uh, introduce yourself once more, please. My name's Andre Espinosa. There we go. See, he's got an accent on the name. Well, yeah, but there is one on I his bet name. he says right. What company? I'm sure there's an Wins accent. Figueroa mark. Mountain Company. Figueroa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you're uh, a so, head, head brewer. One, no, of the one, one of the shift brewers at uh, Bilton. I also, okay. also help manage our uh, cast program there. Excellent. Oh, just a shift brewer? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Man. This guy's got a great story. You, you've been with the company for a while, though. Yeah, since about uh, 2013. Okay. Started there when I was 20 years old. Wow. Um, got a job boiling hot dogs in Santa Barbara at our tap, uh, Santa Barbara Taproom location. Nice. I was there for about um, six, eight months. Turned 21. Okay. Uh, got my foot in the door. Started busing, bar backing, bartending. Right. Kevin took me under his wing about a couple years later. Okay. Started uh, kegging out with him, doing some cellar work in the Santa Barbara location, and then just about uh, last June was uh, blessed with the opportunity to start working as a brewer up in, in up in Hilton. Nice. So yeah. I did not know that boiling hot dogs was an entry level brewery. I, I mean, it's you, know, you got to start. You got to boil. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a boil somewhere. process. Good point. That's a great yeah. start. The understanding <laughs> of the boil, time and yeah. temperature. Yeah. Exactly. But you don't want to mash the hot dogs. No, no, no. Not too much. No. You know? yeah. Yeah. Tenderized, but, yeah. but not mashed. not mashing them. But water quality is very important with hot dogs yeah. as well. Good yeah. point. Uh, I wish Bevo was here today. She she cares about her hot dog water. <laughs> she, sure does. Um, she sure does. Yeah. Uh, now, did you know when you started that you wanted to be a brewer, or you just went for a job and then got into brewing? I was very interested. Um, I My background is cooking and culinary. I went to culinary school in Santa Barbara as well. Okay. So uh, just my palate has always been drawn to you know sweet bitter savory the whole mark so excellent so you went to culinary school and then out of school you got a job boiling hot dogs exactly did you <laughs> feel did you feel very underwhelmed with your like looking at your college loan and be like what right. the fuck i mean I've, yeah. i think i was in the same boat as everyone else who gets a college loan well, and a degree yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not far off part no. of the course yeah. yeah yeah i was a bartender hot after my school. college degree <laughs> yeah. basically it's true but yeah and at least you were cooking Yes, with yeah. your with your degree, so that's good. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. know, boiling, <laughs> Re- reheating. <laughs> Kevin, does he have a good palate? Excellent palate. Because yeah. start from a chef background, that's a great start. Absolutely, it's 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 a guy that I put a lot of faith in and have trusted for a very long time. Okay, we bounce Thank a lot you. of things off each other in that sense. So I know Dre's got an excellent palate, and uh, I certainly use him as a resource in that way. Okay, and you've been with the brewery for how long, Kevin? Uh, so I came on uh, late 2012. And so, the brewery opened in what, 2010? Uh, 2010. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would love to say I've been there since the beginning, but there was a beginning before I began. Got it. You were mm-hmm. almost there. That's right. Okay. You've been with them since your beginning, and that's, yes. yeah. <laughs> that's the best. Well, I, I began somewhere else, but 
Where uh, do you want to tell us where else you brewed? So I brewed in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. That's yeah. where I'm from. Go O's. Hopefully they're winning. Okay. I don't know. They're playing you guys right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably winning. That <laughs> <laughs> you're in good shape. I couldn't say it was tied up, but uh, so yeah, I worked for a great company called Heavy Seas Beer okay. out in Baltimore. I was there for about five, uh, just over four years. I've had their beer. Excellent, excellent company to work for. I learned a ton about how to produce uh, the best quality beers we could. At the time, we started at about 14,000 barrels, worked all the way up to about 50,000 barrels upon my departure. Uh, wow. It was it was a great learning experience, tons of growth at that time. We were in about 19 states. Uh, wow. Learned a hell of a lot about what it takes to brew beer. That's perfect for a small startup like, uh, well, at least at the time you started, Figueroa. That's so, right. Uh, did they teach you to brew out there, or had you gone to brewing school? Or I did not go to brewing school. I actually okay. went to school for politics. So, you okay. know, un- and unfortunately, I wasn't getting right out there working on, on Capitol Hill or anything right like, right after gra- right. graduating. But, you know, I went right into what most would want to do is drink beer. So sure. Yeah. So you went to college for politics, you were drinking a lot of beer, and then decided, I, I guess this degree is okay, but I really like beer. Well, much like you, I kind of fell back on bartending, like okay. you were saying. Yeah. So right out of school, like, okay, well, uh, you know, this was this was a terrible period of, of economics for America recently, you know, coming out, trying to get a job right then and there, you know, an opportunity to present itself to fall back into bartending like I was doing. I did that. One of my regulars was a great brewer at this location. Okay. Got a job through him. It was fantastic. So you never ended up working in politics at all? You know, actually, I did. You did? <laughs> I did for about three weeks. Okay. No. Oh. <laughs> and very, just... very long tenure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it was it awful and you left, or it just it just didn't work out? It wasn't that it was it was awful. It's just that I felt it wasn't for me. Okay. You know, it, was, it was working on a certain committee on the House of Appropriations. And uh, okay. you guys are nodding, like you know. Uh, <laughs> we've we've heard these terms I, before. Okay. I've heard <laughs> that's that's we're yeah. nodding. Yeah. House, that's where you work. House, yeah, yeah politics. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Sure, CNN. politics. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. News nightly. Right, right out of right out of college. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the, it, ultimately, <laughs> appropriation. <laughs> Drinking was easier. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was, more, uh, it was more interesting. I think, uh, you know, my fascination with, with beer lies in the fact that I'm fascinated by people. And I think that beer ultimately has this amazing way of bringing people together uh, yeah. one way or another. So that's kind of Certainly a lot more than politics. So. Uh, well, people <laughs> kind of go away from each other. And yeah. politics is kind of the yeah. opposite I figured out. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, we I want to learn more about the company, cool. um, but we've got a beer in our glass. We might as well talk about that a little bit cool. while we're at it. So we've got an American lager in our glass. What is this? That's right. So this is actually a deviant. <laughs> I love. We're looking at. Yeah, I had to readjust there. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> These chairs are comfortable, but you just got to find your spot. Yeah. Um, so this is our mountain light lager. Uh, basically, we call it a light beer in terms of a craft kind of experience, but uh, it's an American lager. I mean, it is an adjunct lager. It's only five, 4.5%. Uh, we live on a beach. You know, we, we want to have a, whatever you call it, that lake beer, that crusher, that whatever, yeah, keep yeah. it ice cold kind of beer. The mountains do not turn colors, you know, on our can, but uh, we do appreciate a nice light beer when it's produced properly. And uh, this is kind of our endeavor into that, that fold. What is the adjunct? Corn? This is rice. rice. It is rice. Yeah. Yes, this is rice. No corn at all in the beer? No corn. Okay. Uh, Why'd you guys choose rice instead of corn? You know, I thought the color uh, is, is very light. Um, we wanted to... I've, I've experimented with both corn and rice. Uh, corn, in my opinion, adds a, just a hair bit more texture. Okay. And I really wanted this to just be extremely light, yeah. uh, extremely crisp, ultimately. 
uh, crystal clear and something you can enjoy enjoy when it's hot out. Do you use flaked corn? Uh, no, I don't use corn at all. No corn. Or no, rice. Sorry, rice. Corn. Yeah, rice. rice. Yeah. I heard rice. I said corn. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yeah, yeah. Brain damage. Flaked rice. Yeah, it, it is. It is uh, flaked rice. That's okay. right. Yeah. Do you do any uh, special mashing for it, or just throw no, it? No, honestly, this is a single infusion mash, uh, which we're actually pretty surprised. That, you know that we're able to produce a beer of this quality and this caliber. Using a single infusion. Talk to me about that just for a sec, because sure. I know that you are into German styles of beer. Sure. So uh, tradition would tell you that you have to do multi-step mashes. Or, that's right. Or... So that's that's a great question. Uh, honestly, at Heavy Seas in Baltimore, I was doing all kinds of step mashing, decoctions, the whole nine yards. Okay. And uh, when I first came on at Fig Mountain, it was like, okay, well, how, what's our step regimen? You know, what's this? How do, how do we produce a beer? to this standard at this level yeah and uh you know that that was we were limited by equipment we can do simple single decoctions we can do one to two step mashes uh but you know i found out that you know just after all of my due diligence and reading and and taking a look at what we have with our equipment at this point uh we're able to make some pretty fantastic german style lagers just doing single infusion mashes with the grains that were available today okay and then I hope you don't mind me asking this question. I'm, I'm curious if you know if, if the big breweries who obviously use rice as an adjunct, yeah. do they do single infusion or, or multi-step? So what I would say is that at their stage and, and, the, and the, how big they are, yeah. they're likely using a cereal cooker. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're likely taking a less modified product. Oh. And they're actually converting that starch process themselves i see yeah. which would require multi-steps sure. to do so, so. That, and you think that, that's just a cost thing i think it's a cost thing yeah the, that that cereal cooker itself uh they can essentially take you know a less a less modified product and they can modify it themselves but a cereal cooker you have to be at extreme high temperatures and, okay. and that's just unlikely for for the majority of us craft brewers so. sure okay at what stage do you add the corn uh, yeah, okay, the the, the, yeah. Good question. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Uh, are yeah. we cooking? or Because I might revert that to drink. Right. <laughs> How about the hops in this beer? Uh, the hops are, you know, fairly minimal. I think our approach here is to create a very, very drinkable, you know, beach lake beer. Uh, it's all traditional German varietals, but in a very light-handed approach. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, just to back up to the malt again, yeah. what percentage is adjunct, and, and then I assume just some, some Pilsner malt? Or? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're extremely high-quality Pilsner malt, Pilsner malt, Wireman, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good friends of ours. Nice. We love them. Good malt. Great malt. Uh, but then uh, just under 10%. Is rice. Yes. Okay. Just and under 10%. It. And the rest is, wow, so it is yeah. almost an all-malt beer. We're talking, like, high-quality High quality yeah. ingredients. Is, yeah. Then, is, what's the point of the of the almost ten percent rice corn. at that at that point? Bringing the color, and there is a flavor profile associated with it that you know I think fits into this category of American style lager. So, if you gave me the same beer that was one hundred percent Wireman Pilsner, everything else exactly the same, and this beer, you, you think I'd taste a difference? You'd see a difference in the color, okay, most assuredly, and uh, I think you would taste it. I think it's a little drier. Okay, it, mm-hmm. is this? Uh, the regular Weirman pills, or is this the extra hell? This is not the extra premium. No. Oh, okay, this is Weirman pills. Nice, yep. but I do love that grain. Shout yeah. out, whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so I like this beer. I think you achieved your your goal. Uh, it is dry. It's easy drinking. Um, 
I I could sit on the beach in Santa Barbara and drink this. Thank you. We I wouldn't do that. anything else on a beach anyway. It's uh, it's hard to do <laughs> anything else on the beach. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you guys probably all surf down there and all that. A lot of surfing. Uh, yeah. A lot of surfing. You okay. know, we we. Honestly, in a lot of drinking. I should I should not say it's all surfing down there. It's a college town too. <laughs> it right? is so a lot uh, of surfing, yeah. uh, a lot of drinking, okay. a lot of looking around. Do you, now, <laughs> now be honest with me about this. Of course. Did did you make this beer style because it 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 fit a market need of, of maybe people who weren't drinking craft, or because you really like a, an American lager like this? Honestly, uh, back to the part about beer that is about. Uh, bringing people together you know that that's what i have friends that still you know I'm, I'm 30 years old i got great friends of mine that you know we're in college together they're still not on board you know drinking that that yeah. great craft beer yeah but it being able to bridge that gap and create you know just creating a beer whether it's 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 so hard to create a beer to introduce to people and say hey I this agree. is the beer that you want and this is the beer. It's that gateway beer, you know? And, of course, there's no wrong answer here. I'm just always curious yeah. about the, the method behind it. And I think you're right. And, there's and, and by the way, there's nothing. First of all, it's a good beer anyway, so Thank it doesn't you. matter. But but second of all, to, to bridge that gap and say to people, all right, well, this is a style you like. Sure. I'm going to give it to you. That's right. Why wouldn't you give people what they want? It's also something I like. So at the end of that other question, I, I appreciate beers like this. I, I, I truly do. And uh, it's something that I would order. Is it harder to brew? It is. It's very technical. Okay. And and I would agree there. It's it there's nowhere to hide. You know, I think yeah. this 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 beer has very few ingredients and yeah. uh water profile is key, uh temperatures are key. Sure. Across the board. Have you thought about flash pasteurizing for authenticity? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of hard when when you don't own one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I appreciate your candor. Uh, <laughs> we we do not own a flash pasteurizer, but uh you know, the shelf life uh maybe it's maybe it's a month longer, you know, and every, you know. Yeah. Uh, but okay. this is really good, though. Thank you. Yeah, this is well done. So you mentioned water is something you really have to pay attention to. Certainly. What are some things you had to do to your water down there? Uh, so for the most part, we run off reverse osmosis. Okay. Uh, so we like to doctor our water profiles up, uh, depending uh, upon the style we're given. Uh, we For a style like this, we tend to revert back to a very simple water profile. So okay. fairly fairly simple overall. No, Not a whole lot of... Uh, additives whatsoever as far as the salt side but you you have to you can't just use reverse osmosis what well, you have to put no. something in there we certainly are very uh, small calcium chloride okay uh, overall and that's about for a it. style like this yeah is the water down there uh, difficult to brew with if you didn't clean it yes oh, yeah. really we've been uh, the, if you guys have ever seen one of those drought schematics of the state oh uh, right we you guys are in the thick of it we are literally <laughs> red all the time okay uh, mm. I think it just turned to orange red which I, I didn't oh. know was color <laughs> until I looked at Beardy today, and now I see, yeah. so now it's I see this, colors. It's not yeah. this orange, not right? the beard yeah. color, no. the uh, underneath the, the skin, oh. the skin tone. I think don't think that. Means. Oh, that's my, I did get sunburned this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're seeing this weekend. It's or, orange, orange to red. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a it's a shift. It's like a burnt salamander. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got sunburned when we turned the lights on tonight. Yeah. By the way. This is a lot of lights light are a little bright in here. Well, now he's blushing, so now he's just pink. 
<laughs> well, you can't see my blood any there other was time. A, there was a fucking solar eclipse today, and Bearded got say. sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot sunscreen. I figured the sun was only going to be at 25%. Yeah. yeah. Dre's putting his glasses on right now. Ah, yeah, Beardy's skin is burning me right now. <laughs> yeah. Careful of your retinas. Yeah. Yeah, You've got your solar eclipse glasses. I do. They are ISO certified. Are you sure they're, <laughs> I th- they're authentic? Cause, uh, I mean, I can't see shit, so probably. <laughs> okay. Did you watch the eclipse today with them? Uh, for a moment. Yeah. Before I mean, when you're in San Francisco looking at a cloudy oh, sky, okay. you're kind of yeah. hard to see it. But it's hard much. to give a shit. And you're like, oh. Yeah. It's we were drinking there. Irish coffees at Buena Vista trying there to find it. There you go. It. That's yeah. not yeah. a bad way to spend it the was, eclipse. Yeah. Pretty no, hard to find all. it. Now, did you start brewing on something difficult like in a like an American lager like this and have to go through a lot of uh, steps to make sure it was right? Or, or would they give you something more like a, here's our imperial pale ale because maybe you can screw up a couple things? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, I just I got thrown into it. To be honest, I want to say the first beer that I brew on, brewed on my own was Lizard's Mouth. Okay. Which is, uh, you know. Big Imperial IPA. All right. I think we're going to taste um, that later tonight. Yes, we will. Okay. But as far as the lager game, um, you know, it, it's definitely been thrown at me. It was nice that, like I said, I was thrown under Kevin's wing. So yeah. he definitely taught me uh, finesse and how important temperature control is and just the, the the fine details when coming to lagers. And what's the what's the system like? Is it very automated so that that temperature control isn't isn't that difficult? No, no, no. So you got to you got to adjust manual. those valves. Yeah, and, uh, very very manual. Okay, hands on. So that's the really tricky part because a brew can, especially in terms of temperatures, uh, that can get away from you quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's in minutes. You know, you walk away to go do something else, and right, you come back and. How many batches did you fuck up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I haven't. Fucked up a batch. <laughs> okay. There's definitely points where I'm like, eh, I could have kept it a little more consistent, but okay. you know, we'll see how it goes. But no, that's you know, fair. Knock on wood, wherever mm-hmm. it's at. <laughs> yes, yeah, this for Micah. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Knock on something artificial. What exactly? <laughs> now, and and I want to move on because we got a lot of beers to do. But just sure. we should talk about the lagering process too. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times uh, brewers are coming in now and doing. Um, I'm going to put words in JP's mouth, like what, what might be called like a fake logger, uh, right? Where you fake like, maybe you speed up the yeah. process, a crafty uh, logger, female, uh, different, type t- yeah, with or, a y. or is this a long uh, traditional <laughs> German logger? Our our approach is uh, being traditional. Like we we source the high, highest quality ingredients from regions where they're produced. So that's that's number one is okay. is finding the highest quality ingredients. The know how is just kind of a you know a skill set that myself and uh, one of our other head brewers, David Traley, uh, shout out whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, to him <laughs> that uh, we've kind of developed over the course of time. And it's our approach is giving the beer the time it deserves. So okay. whether that is. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, really. Are, yeah. You, are you redder? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I, but now that's a happiness red. Oh, right. Right. I've got a red water. beer. Well, These lights it. are actually sunburning me. <laughs> He's like an X-Man where his emotion is like a mood ring X-Man. <laughs> yes. what, what, does red mean anger or does red mean satisfied? Wouldn't you yes. like to know? Yeah. Yes. 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 The answer is yes. We usually have cards that we hand out to the guests so they know if they should approach him or not, <laughs> depending on the color. Right. of. It's like an SRM. Stay but away. our producer's yeah. out tonight and you guys are just on your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, okay, that's sorry. fine. No, I'm, I'm reading I'm reading the Beardy Wall, I think. <laughs> uh, no, again, our approach is absolutely uh, committed to the best quality loggers we can produce. So 
that if that beer is going over 35, 40 days, that's what we're doing. And, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're okay. giving the time to the beer that it deserves. Uh, we want to create the greatest lagers that we can. Thank you. You know, really, thank you. Yeah. Not not Warren, but to echo Warren's sentiment. Because yeah. you get a lot, because all three of us love lagers. Yeah. And when you, when you go out... Then you you find a, a Vienna lager or, or a Hellas or whatever that's just estery and, and funky, and you're yeah. like, this is not, this isn't what it should be. Yeah, if I, I want a Hellas, and, and and a lot of people will make the argument, well, most beer drinkers won't know the difference. That doesn't make it a good reason to do it. You're supposed to be educating <laughs> exactly. as well yeah. as making Thank a good you. product. You're not stacking what, the deck. What right. craft brewer got into this industry to cut corners like that? <laughs> yeah, Never right. I mean, besides me. <laughs> right. Oh, well, you're in the yeah. beer industry? I thought we went over this earlier. <laughs> I'll cut corners to drink a beer. Back. I won't cut corners to make it. Yeah, right. it, it to, to me, it makes no fucking sense at Absolutely all. To call not. something a lager and have it be in the tank for two weeks. It makes yeah. no sense to me. You would, If you did that to this beer, you would have a cream ale. That's right. right. And, and that's, any warm lagering technique would make this a cream ale, not an American lager. Not a great beer. Yeah. You know, unless you call it a cream ale, there can be a great cream ale. Sure, right. Yeah. yeah. But What's not, by the way? Proceeding. Uh, we use several different yeast strains. Uh, this happens to be Augustiner here. Oh, nice. Front of you. Okay. That's uh, one of my go-tos. Is, yeah. is Augustiner a White Labs uh, yeast? Uh, I guess probably everybody has They do. They have a derivative. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I was going to say, everybody at this point has that. Has like, it, yeah. you know, when you look under it, and then suddenly it's like, <laughs> comparable to right. every other yeast provider. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, I don't know how competitive it is, it is out there in the yeast game, but, you know, Chris White, if you're listening, like, we love you too. Yeah. <laughs> What are we pouring now, JP? This is the Figtoberfest. Okay. Tell us about this beer. So, well, I don't know much about it, but I'll let the guys <laughs> talk about I it. I like the label, by the way. It Thank you. It is like a true uh, Sorry, Warren, Bavarian Figtoberfest no okay. uh, yeah. theme. Thank you very much. Like uh, so our approach on this beer, this is, this is an extremely true-to-form classic fest beer. And uh, this is actually a super freshie. Just pulled it off the line the other day. Nice. Um, Wanna, honestly, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm talking and playing musical beers all at the same time here. Yeah. Um, this is this is one of my favorite beers that we produce. What is a fest beer? A fest beer is this beautiful celebratory beer that is produced during the time of Oktoberfest. It is a gold lager. Do you need uh, a you, booster seat? No, it's fine. I, I, you know, I, I keep looking over. I, I can tell a lot of Just call big. Them short. I, yeah, it's fine. I can tell a lot of big burly beer dudes have been sitting That's in these seats. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> maybe maybe it's time to reconsider what kind of seats we have. Is You're that why we sit down, touch the floor? <laughs> so yes, we need a booster seat. Is what yeah. Yeah. My I'm, feet dangle. It's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good transition into this beer, but maybe that's I'll okay. Just... I'll pick up for you. So it's it, a fest beer, and it's usually done, of course, uh, during uh, Oktoberfest. Absolutely, right. So we're we're looking at a, a beautiful gold, crystal clear beer here. Uh, it's it's typically got you know more malt character than a Hellas, but uh, and a little hop character as well. Okay, uh, but not overwhelmingly so. I think. Uh, just uh, gentle biscuit sweetness, uh, a, a little bit of meadowy hop characteristics, uh, not overwhelming on the alcohol front. So this beer is actually 5.3%. Okay. Um, oh. 
they can go all the way up to uh, just over six. So uh, a fest mm. beer would normally this is, would normally be a lower alcohol than a Hellas, right? Uh, no, no. Uh, a Hellas beer is typically you know in that range of four, anywhere from four point five typically to just over five. So this is where I get confused because I can't imagine why for Oktoberfest where you drink copious amounts of beer <laughs> that they decide to make a higher alcohol, slightly stronger. Beer. Yeah, you know it's it's the German way. I think it's uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the German way. It, you know it's like okay, how can we make this more fun? Yeah. And we yes. will get you to drink many beers. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, it's it's about a beer that's not available all the time. Okay. So a Hellas beer is typically that beer that's constantly available, uh, you know, all the time. It's a it's a re- regular produced beer, and uh, th- this is a style that you know you need to celebrate around. And there's a lot of misconception about you know this versus a Meritzen style beer. Right now, yeah. Meritzen Meritzen mm-hmm. style beer is great, and that's typically produced in March, and it's. It's cave-aged until Oktoberfest, but it's called Meritzen. Like, yeah. uh, an Oktoberfest-style beer is almost always a fest beer now, and that is a golden lager that is widely drank at the Oktoberfest. That's the one you see all of them carrying many mugs. Yeah. Um, beardy, you'd look great. Uh, <laughs> there would be several. a hair for each mug. <laughs> yeah. That's that's uh, for the entire duration of Oktoberfest or <laughs> for many years right. of it. Yes. yes. Um, I'm really glad you're bringing up this difference between the merits it's and important. the yeah. fest It's beer. important. I get, so I've gone to Oktoberfest several times, uh, friends that are, that are Germans, and, and they are often confused between the the difference between a merits and, and, a, and a fest beer. Sure. Um, and yeah. I think part of that is a lot of the messaging here in, in the U.S. has always been Meritzen, Oktoberfest, same fucking difference. Yep. But it's really not. Yeah. And you can tell just by looking at it, of course. Big difference. Um, and now this is a very authentic fest beer. Thank you. It. I can picture myself sitting in the tent right now and, and drinking this beer, and it is just like the, the wonderful German ones that I had. I can't uh, thank you enough for saying that. That's, that's really what we're looking for here in a beer like this is authenticity. And again, like back to just harping on bringing people together. That's what we're about. Yeah. You know, we, we are about, you know, sharing this beer together. And it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, speak over the airlines here and, and talk about this. But uh, it's about you and I speaking yeah. together right yeah. now. It's not necessarily about the beer itself. As long as the beer is excellent, yeah. we're just going to talk and we're going to have a great time. You know, <laughs> right. You're that's, right. that's what it's about. You know, we don't need to dissect every single beer we drink. And we don't need to count, but we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, know? by the way, at Oktoberfest is the same principle. They're not sitting there analyzing those beers. They, yeah. Now, if they were to get a bad one, a, a German would certainly would, say, this is no good. They would talk over uh, and over about it. Yeah. That's right. But uh, if it's good, you're, you're, it sort of becomes transparent. It's a standard of excellence is set. Yeah. And then uh, right. if it's not great. Then we talk about it. And for that matter, people Germans really have their like favorite beer tents, which is a beer tent is is owned by a brewery. So mm-hmm. you, you might end up at the Lowenbrau tent or the Augustiner tent or the Spaten tent. And I have found that, that each German, you know, has their opinion, of, of course. course, about which is the best one. And then I do also find them talking about how a fest beer might vary from year to year, which is cool because when you drink a Hellas there, much like when you drink a, a mega uh, American light lager here, you don't really talk about them in years. They just it's a, they they make it the same all the time. Sure, and that's what they want. But the fest beer might actually be a little different every year. It, I think uh, that's a great point. Uh, there's a focus on harvesting hops. Uh, there's a focus on cultivating and harvesting barley. Yeah. In that year, they're using a little bit more barley. They're using a little bit more specialty malts, whether it's Munich or Vienna. Yeah. It's kind of giving it this 
uh, whether it's a little more toast character, a little more color, uh, these are things that they consider, and then a little bit more hop character. Now, right. when you're thinking about people that are drinking these beers that are very delicate, very finesse forward, uh, they're able to pick out those subtleties, you know, these yeah. little small dif- differences. In America, we're kind of focused on, like, what's the loudest, most bright kind of characteristic we can possibly find. These people, uh, it's ingrained. It's hard-coded. Yeah. We're finding these very delicate differences in nature of beer. It's, it's fantastic. You're right. And and I was <laughs> unable to converse about those subtleties, to be honest. Like, because I, I you had drank gone, too many? Or uh, yes. <laughs> no, first, because, I, they, because they're so subtle. Right. So I, I kind of went one year and then skipped a couple years and went back and, and the German friend I, I went with wanted to talk about how this beer was different than the last time I had it. And I had to be honest with him. I said, listen, I don't know. I, I can't tell. Uh, I appreciate that you can tell these subtleties like you're talking about, Kevin. Awesome. But I can't because we're used to more drastic changes in a beer, right? right. Um, so for me, my palate just wasn't quite refined enough on the German beer style to say, oh, yes, the malt right. profile. <laughs> right. um, this one. Well, I'm sure uh, smoking all those cloves didn't help you. That <laughs> no, uh, and then I, I like that you went for the whole experience, too. Uh, beer drinking is also a visual experience. You the have the Bavarian colors on the bottle. Right. You, the beer uh, itself looks like it should, and then it tastes like a fest beer. So I really feel like I'm getting the whole experience. Thank you. Uh, it, that's fantastic. It's, uh, you know, our company was founded by a father-son duo that we're really looking at, you know, the Dietenhofers. They they are the Dietenhofers. I've been to the town Dietenhofen. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's very cool, you know, to just really have them pass along that, you know, experience and, and really kind of grasp an understanding of these great beers that are coming out of Germany. It's uh, It's been a passion of mine for a long time, and, you know, it's just it's reiterated working for such great guys. Sure. And how did you get into the, the German beer style? <sighs> now, that's a great question, too. I think uh, starting at Heavy Seas, like I was mentioning before, I worked under an amazing brewmaster. His name was Ernesto Egoat. Uh, he was a uh, vice president of production for uh, San Miguel. Okay. So we're talking a very large brewing company. Yeah. And their main focus is macro-style lagers. And being able to work under a guy like that who had been working there for 25 years, Yeah. his focus is macro-style lagers. He's a brewmaster, studied uh, in Germany. He was in the Bitburger School. Uh, he studied there for six years, became a brewmaster. He's a doctor of uh, engineering, uh, chemi- chemical engineering. So this is what a brewmaster is. It's yeah. a doctorate of chemical engineering, Plus these this brewing know how and you it, you kind of go you take that from there and uh, he taught me you know about a sliver of what he knows <laughs> right and I kind of took that passion and, and was able to kind of transmute that into uh, producing loggers that I care about and hopefully other people do too so you also you're, you're talking about the community part but it sounds like you also like the engineering and science part I do yeah uh, I think it's extremely important in beer uh, if in in terms of creating uh, products you really care about and products that you, you know, ultimately you should be caring about what you produce, but sure. absolutely. Okay. Well, I got to get us to a break, but we've got more beer to try. So we're going to do the break and we're going to come back. I think we've got a, uh, a dunkel to try. We Is do. It dunkles? Is it dunkles? It's a dunkel. Dunkel. Yes, we have a dunkel. I dunkled in my pants. Yes. <laughs> you, guys, you guys won an award for this, I think. We've won uh, a couple. We're th- very proud of that. I thought I remembered sitting at the Ooh. GABF either last year. <laughs> we broadcast the GABF awards, and I remember sitting there either last year or the year before nice. and hearing the name. Am I am I wrong? No, so last year yeah. we won a it gold was last medal. Year. Okay. And uh, we also won a gold medal at World Beer Cup. So oh, nice. we're about to try, hopefully, still one of the best uncles in the world. 
are, are you going are you going to have to change the name this year do you, so you think so there there's a lot of discussion about this and what what we've kind of come to the conclusion is that it's not sexist so i think we're good oh because, good call yeah <laughs> no and that's important everybody poops you're right yeah, everybody that's, that's right that's true no i think it's they extremely they important actually if you're going to change it change it to everybody poops that's um, everybody dunkles everybody, everybody dunkles <laughs> yeah that no and that's that's a concern of ours we don't want to offend people you know right. and, and uh you know, sexism's not cool. That's not what we're after. Sure. So, How uh, dare you assume that I have to wear pants? <laughs> <laughs> now it's yeah. pantsism. That's fucked up. Pantsism. That's true. I, 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 my, my I dunkled my bottoms. You are, you are clearly pantsist. In my seat. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I dunkled in my beard. That's how <laughs> I'd never do that. <laughs> you, you might. The getting long enough. I'm going to watch <laughs> I'm going to watch. totally uh, done that. I'm going to watch every drop. He doesn't do what Candy does. She's half German. It's a thing. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to try uh, more beer from Figueroa. <laughs> <laughs> couple extra R's, why yeah, not? Figueroa. Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company. Hang in there, it's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com do you know the three most important rules in brewing sanitation sanitation and sanitation and no one does it better than five star chemicals five star knows sanitation you can only sanitize clean equipment and five star knows how to clean too for craft brewers and home brewers five star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria pbw caustic acid cleaners star sand santa 
Recycling, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? Boy. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us. And thanks for sticking with White Labs. They've stuck with us for years and make a great product. If you're a professional brewer who's planning to submit your beers to the Great American Beer Festival as you're preparing your next medal-winning recipe, send some of your finished beers to White Labs for their next big QC day. The program was started in 2007 as a way for professional brewers to have multiple analytical tests conducted at once while also offering you some big savings. So all you got to do is purchase a big QC day test kit and get your submitted before it's coming up August 28th. White Labs will test your beers for IBUs, alcohol content, calories, attenuation, gluten content, and more. And by participating in Big QC Day, you'll be able to see how your beers perform compared to the entire pool of participants. So to learn more about the great uh, cost-saving program, visit whitelabs.com slash bigqcday. That's whitelabs.com slash bigqcday. And don't worry about what's happening with your beer. Test it. 
That white laps. That's right. I miss Chris White. I haven't seen him in months. I feel like he's broken up with me. He, he may have. <laughs> he might have done so. He's I a think busy guy. He is a busy guy. Are you testing your homebrew with him? Oh, he did ask me to tell you something back in June. <laughs> back in June? Yeah. <laughs> he said something about you guys breaking up. I feel like he's <laughs> yeah. broken up. I feel like he has another podcast boyfriend or something. Well, <laughs> a couple weeks ago when Warren and I were hanging out with him. Yeah. What? Um, you guys hung out with him? Yeah. yeah, we didn't tell you that? Oh, yeah. Over, his, over at JP's house. You. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This is getting ridiculous. He said, he said, don't invite Justin, please. Yeah, he goes, I'm really kind of tired of that guy just yeah. floating along. Now you guys are making things up. <laughs> We weren't before. And I'm not going to stand for it. He also said, don't let Justin assume that you're making things up all the time. (laughs) So that happened. All right. Go check out whitelabs.com and remind Chris that that I love him. (laughs) This beer we're drinking sucks. How many calories is this beer? It's fucking terrible. You are loving this German beer, aren't you? It's bad. We're waiting on caloric intake values from White Labs. Are you? Did you send in some... uh... All right. What well, do we busy. have in our glass now? The Dunkel. The Dunkel uh, in my pants. We are drinking I Dunkel in my pants at this moment right okay. now. This is a really true-to-form classic uh, Munich-style Dunkel here. It's terrible, right? <laughs> Did you Dunkel your pants? Yeah. <laughs> it is wonderful. It's a gold medal winner, right? It is. So uh, thank you. Uh, we're extremely, extremely happy about that. This is uh, this is a classic-style Munich Dunkel. Uh, we won the gold medal at the World Beer Cup uh, oh, last wow. year. So against German Dunkels. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of a interesting moment when, you know, we're, <laughs> you can imagine we're in a room full of uh, these amazing craft brewers yeah. internationally. And yeah. uh, we're sitting there, and, you know, it's it's an extremely hard thing to win any medal in, in a World Beer Cup setting. Yeah. Uh, let alone in a room with, uh, you know, 17% Germans that are waiting for their name to be called because you know the beers are the best. Right. And, uh, you know, and suddenly uh, I don't call them my pants gets announced. And, wow. And uh, <laughs> the crowd, ha- like, kind of goes wild, and, and half the crowd kind of, like, is terrified. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> so it was a really, uh. really interesting experience in Philly that year. That was, that was really awesome. We were super stoked. That's a meaningful award. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, That's, you know. uh, That's it's, a good John to get. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, I, I'm so proud of all our beers and what we've done, but that, that was you know, one of the most endearing parts of what what we do as brewers to know that your beer on any on any level internationally, you know, is acceptable and and, and let alone thriving. So, yeah, that's great. What do you think made this beer uh, stand out in that category? I think uh, it's it's balance. I think this beer strikes excellent balance. I think uh, it's this perfect. Uh, you know, I hate to ever say a beer is perfect, but it's it's a great, well rounded approach to the style. It's, yeah, it's crystal clear. It's uh, it's got some chocolate notes that are not overwhelmed by hop notes that uh, they don't overwhelm any of the dryness factor. It's not too sweet. It's kind of this approach to this style that five point four percent that uh, just just kind of fits you know perfectly to the guideline. Yeah. Had you brewed this and entered it before and, and had to tweak it to get it to this point? The the funny thing about this beer is actually that was, that was the first time we entered this beer. So. Really. Uh, that's when we were really like, holy hell, like, uh, did we nail something? Like, you know, we're pretty proud of this beer and made a, we didn't make any changes. You know, you never change a beer after it's done anything, you know, whether it's bronze, silver, gold, uh, you know, a best in show at a local festival, whatever it is. Yeah. You, know, you, you do not tweak it. That's my rule. Like, if it's won anything, you don't change it. You know, don't, because you're going to drive yourself absolutely mad. Sure. Uh, yeah. If you start tweaking stuff and changing things around, you're going to go nuts. So, so is it your first pass at the beer at all, or did you have iterations before you won the we had We had one other iteration of a okay. Munich Dunkel about two years before then. I see. And 
that beer was all over the place uh, in terms of the recipe formulation, in my opinion. And uh, we wanted to come at it with a fresh take. Okay. Yeah. A dunkel, to me, is one that could easily have that uh, that lingering sweet aftertaste. Agreed. Which which ruins a great dunkel. It, it can taste great when, when right when you have it in the front. Sure. And then quickly just turn into something you don't want another pint of. Too much sweetness. Um, yeah. This does not have that at all. Thank you. I think um, that's... That's the approach of a style like this. Is it's that balance of like you got these really great uh, diversified malt profile that's got a lot of you know malt intensity in my opinion of uh, a little bit of caramel, a little bit of toffee, uh, chocolate, but then it's that ability to find that balance of not too sweet, yeah, you know, and, and have it attenuate properly. That's that's very difficult, and uh, I think you know myself and my team really have have created. Uh, one that we're really proud of. Is this a single infusion or step? This is single infusion, believe it or not. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's something I want to explain to brewers, hopefully, that are listening right now, is that don't ever get knocked down in tradition. Like, thrive on tradition. You know, produce these great beers that are inspired by tradition. But just know that it's not always about uh, what you have at your disposal as far as technology or as far as... Uh, I know some of my, my best friends that are brewing amazing beers are, are, are fascinated by brewing these great beers with single infusion. And uh, low quality equipment that they paid nothing for. Wow. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. great beer can happen. So that's I, I will say that again and again and again. The Germans that you it. beat out in the category who are, are undoubtedly listening to this program um, <laughs> are are thinking that's this bullshit. We must get better at this juicy session. Decoction. Yeah, you must not single fuse. It's it's well, it's funny. I mean, you mentioned I, I have I have several. German brewing friends. We we were in Germany last year. Uh, we've installed. We're about to install a sixty barrel Braukamp brew house. So we were over there, and uh, speaking with them, they're all you know. Tell me about American brewing tradition. Tell me about IPA, IPA, IPA. <laughs> yeah, tell me this, yeah. and I'm like, dunkle, dunkle, dunkle. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 You know, even after we've we've uh, showed that we're able to produce some great quality beers and, and at a high caliber. And, yeah, uh, we're really proud of what we do. But at the same time, it's this amazing exchange of information. Back That's and forth. good. Yeah. yeah. I bet the German brewers are just like, well, that's Amer- those are American judges. Yeah. Judging our beer. This, and it, and it judges could have been. is scheisse. What do they, they know? <laughs> it was a wide judging uh, you know, range this yeah. past go-around. So right. we're hoping a few international judges were on there and, and really appreciating what American craft brewers can do. Sure. sure. This, this beer is really great. Can you tell us about the malt bill? Sure. The malt bill, uh, it's uh, a ton of Weyermann Munich. Okay. I mean, honestly, it's just a. It's what do you so eighty percent? Uh, yeah, in that neighborhood. Uh, really? Yeah, it's wow. up there. Yeah, okay. it's up there for sure. Dark or light or dark? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say a lot uh, but in well, German, but um, Munich one or Munich two? Uh, Munich two. Yeah. Two. Why are we in Munich two? We love it. Uh, it's a great way Tomorrow to diversify one. your toast profile in any beer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that. A uh, very small amount of Munich, or a small amount of uh, chocolate. Um, yeah, very, very, very small amount of pilsner. Okay, <laughs> honestly, it's yeah. uh, it's a simple, simple beer. Is that a pretty mm. traditional uh, bill? Do you think? I'd say most traditional would be a decoction with uh, Munich, with, <laughs> Munich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with just Munich or pilsner, and honestly. then you boil to get yep. the color right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's really. A, uh, uh, I would like a, love like a three-hour boil. Or yeah. nonsense. One that I knew was all pilsner, but had a color like that, oh, and yeah. that they just oh, they're out there. Make one. Until, they're out there. Uh, yeah, just make one. Boil for days. <laughs> yeah. Have Warren make one. For yeah, you. Yeah. Unfortunately, you <laughs> yeah. boil it down. I, I have about, a brewer. She'll do it. <laughs> yeah. 
You boil it from about uh, you know two hundred hectoliters down to about sixty. That's right. Fast. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would seem like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I never knew that. That's interesting. Yeah. You know that's that's a big part of decoction meshing. I think a lot of the greatest doppelbox on earth, and you know these really dark, uh, really intense malt forward products that are coming out of Germany. A lot of them are decoction mesh, yeah. single, wow. double. You know. How do you think the guy okay. felt who brewed for or boiled for two days? <laughs> Lost to you guys last. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel for those guys, but I certainly cheered them at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to taste uh, kind of the two side by side too. I, yeah. I, I would bet that oftentimes there are flaws in that uh, two day decocted. I know we're making that up, but yeah. that sort of uh, long decocted mash that you might not taste in in something like yours, uh, just because the process is a little bit uncontrolled. You know what I mean? And as, a, as opposed to modified malts. Sure. I think, uh, you know, a lot of German brewing in its nature is is control. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's the nature of German brewing is like, how do we control everything? And, right. you know, American craft brewing is, is uh, let's control as much as we can, but, you know, we'll fly by the seat of our pants on other things as well. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm, I've, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about drinking these fantastic style traditional German beers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've you know. Hope mom's not listening, but I've drank a lot. <laughs> drank a lot of them, and uh, you know, and I'm proud to say so because this is really ultimately kind of cultivated the, our culture and, and the way we produce beers. Is this available on shelves in bottles, or is this just from the brewery? This is not in bottles yet. Okay. Um, you know, it's something that we're looking at to be sure. But it's uh, no. This is. I wanted to bring you guys a couple things that you know. We have multiple locations, and being able to produce draft items that are not necessarily available on the shelf, yeah, it's what we do very well too. So, can you bring some of this shit into the hop grenade, please? Well, like something like to. just this, or the dunk, or the the Oktoberfest. Do you yeah. sell this to accounts at in kegs? So we do. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. I would love to bring. This I would love a, a high quality lager on here. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Shut up. <Yeah. laughs> at some point, hey, whenever you feel like it, I'm drinking a high quality <laughs> lager right now. You know, I'm pretty happy about it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. It's not a traditional lager. You know, okay. It's, you know, it's good. Go. Is it tradition yeah. versus what's that? Oh, bring was, your own fucking beer. Is what you got to do. B Y O F B. I've almost done it. <laughs> Have you had JP's lager? It's it. not great. <laughs> I don't want to try the stout too. Stop cool. before we move on to some this hoppy actually beers. Actually, do it. Cool. Was this uh, are all three of these lagers the uh, same Augustiner yeast? Yes, those okay. three actually are, uh, but it's not always in our nature. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we play around with a lot of yeast strains. Do you keep your own yeasts and then grow them up as you want, or you have somebody do that for you? No, uh, we typically uh, will propagate certain strains, but only we try to get three or four generations when we're experimenting. But other than that, we will typically go anywhere from uh, eight to twelve, and that's about it. Okay. On the logger strains, uh, eight to all, strains. all strains, all strains. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, just a open range. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a, an interesting switch from all those killer lagers yeah. now to a, a nice quintessential ale. To killer ale. To killer IPAs. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, and JP, by well, the way. Oh, I'm sorry. We're on right. uh, stout here. The yeah. stout, yeah. JP, by the way, the this Crowler is the best IPA Poor Master. I'm pretty good, right? It's, it's a you dark are very IPA. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, I started out boiling hot dogs. So <laughs> and now, wait, wait. And now he can pour crawlers. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you still, thought you were the only one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, he's still boiling a little hot bit. dogs. Andre, you've advanced further. If you think about it, you're brewing right. beer. He's pouring crawlers. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. But he's got a pretty sweet Sierra Nevada shirt on. That's pretty true. <laughs> 
Andre didn't even think to bring us a fucking hot dog today. No, he's he, a dick. You know, yeah, I'm Kevin, Kevin brought he's us a bunch dog. of great beer. Right. Andre, he's my dog, though. Andre showed up with nothing. No. Not even a hot dog. This is actually Andre's Yeti cooler behind me. I hope. Okay. I, I brought the I'm a cold Yeti beer. spokesman. I hope they pay oh, me. That's uh, fair. Yeah, you get brand specific there. Yeah. You got to do it. <laughs> Did you guys drive up from Buellton for this show? None of you live Santa Barbara, actually. Santa, Santa Barbara South. The further south, we, you know, okay. we really want to be up here. Now, you have six <laughs> locations. We do. You do. Okay. And since 2010, what's the kind of spread? Are you guys opening up one a year or Basically, what? You know, it's, it's been, it's been uh, you know fairly aggressive, I would say. But uh, So I started when I started in 2012. Uh, at that time, we only had the Buellton location. So okay. that's, that's our bread and butter. That's where we produce the majority of our packaged product. Uh, we're producing about 18,000 barrels a year right there okay. uh, at this point. Um, we are slowly uh, but surely uh, on the back end of installing a 60-barrel Baralcon brew house there. Wow. Uh, we're almost we're almost at the completion stage of that to finally get that up and running. We're really excited for that. Uh, and that's where the majority of our packaging takes place. Uh, okay. Shortly thereafter, uh, opening that in 2010, it was about 2013 uh, late. We opened our Santa Barbara location, uh, which is just doing great. That was our main uh, kind of piloting facility, uh, just kind of a creative outlet for our brewing staff and, and, and able to produce these great beers that uh, we weren't able to produce on uh, quite the scale at Buellton. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, after that, we opened a couple tasting rooms. We opened one in Los Olivos in our wine country. We opened one in Santa Maria, uh, just to the north. Um, we weren't producing beer there, but then uh, nearly simultaneously... We opened one in uh, San Luis Obispo County, and we opened one in uh, Westlake Village. Wow. Yeah, so that's and Southern Ventura County. What's the deal? You guys have a Type 23 brewery license. So we do have a Type 23. And in California, that allows what in terms Six of Six locations. So, so you guys ultimately. have you've now maxed out your yeah, location. So uh, that's, you know, that's certainly something we wanted to do. It, you know, you look at a lot of models. There's interesting models out there as far as producing beer and how you want to integrate into the community. and you know, some people don't want to look at the way we did it and, and think it's okay, and, and some people think it's great. Uh, we ultimately used that Type 23 license, you know, at, at its at its most uh, to show what we can do, not just in one facility. Right. You know, we have these great this great staff of brewers that's extremely, extremely creative, and we have this drive to uh, show everybody what we can do. So... Rather than okay, we have eight or nine beers on draft. We have thirty, you know, like, right? And you know, and of course, there, I'm down. There, there's the. <laughs> I'm surprised that that more brewers don't do it. And in fact, I was talking to uh, one of your sales uh, members about this, who, who brought up an excellent point. I'm surprised that more breweries don't do it because there's also the financial aspect of, right. of the margin. Obviously, the more you can sell out of house, out of your own tap room, uh, at a higher margin, uh, the better you are. And, and, and every brewery that I know who has a successful tasting room understands this math like very, very easily. Even I understand this math. Sure. I'm an idiot. Um, so opening the as many locations as you can, and I'm finding that, that more, more breweries are, are doing it now. Now, we've talked to a lot of breweries who have mentioned, well, it's expensive to open tasting rooms, and, well, we're just focused on this one, and, 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 and a lot of things. But um, what your team mentioned to me today I thought was really interesting is that for, there's a distribution aspect to it. And that is that um, distributors might not want you competing with them in the territory that you might either already be distributed in or want to be distributed in. So that they might... Uh, shun you a little bit if you do this multi-location situation. 
And I never thought about that perspective before. Hmm. Sure. It's something that uh, we've considered, and, and I totally understand that point. Uh, what what our argument, and uh, I hate to use the word argument. It's not the right word. But, uh, Bullshit it isn't. <laughs> what, what you've shown. What, day, what it is, yeah. is that we have this great outlet uh, for somebody to send people to to experience what we do in, in our brand and our products and the quality and, and level of assurance that that brand brings. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a place that people can go visit and say, you know what, like Figaro Mountain is producing these great beers. Yeah. And uh, why don't we stop by there and then, shit, we can taste everything right there and then. And that's awesome. It's I hate to use it as like, you know, a place to show what our brand's all about and a place to where they can shop around our brand and, and learn what our core products are about or what specialties they might be able to field or pull in. Yeah. But ultimately, it's kind of like, hey, look, this is our brand. This is what we do. Like, it's almost like a showroom. It's in, like in having a an Apple exactly. store, you know? Basically. It, and so it was – what happened was sort of the reverse. Ultimately, uh, you, and you, it sounded like you self-distributed for quite a while. Certainly did. And ultimately what happened is after the, the many tasting rooms are open, the distributor took the reverse approach and said, wow, you guys are doing great, and that's why we want to carry your beer. It, it I think that was kind of the way it went, it, and, it, and we outgrew that. So it turned into, okay, we can supply – these two slash three locations and then it was like you know what the demand is getting higher uh the quality is certain at certainly at the same level yeah and uh you know what how how do we keep up with this uh you know getting any larger than we are yeah that's when you have to start thinking about the distribution pathway and 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 those things that you're going to pursue why open multiple brewing facilities though versus just have one large central Location. That's a great question. A bunch of That's a great question. Rooms. And and the answer is that um, I've got an amazing team of hungry brewers uh, that are ready to get ideas out, and uh, we won't take we won't settle for for less, and, and we won't say no. <laughs> we're going to figure out a way to house all that, and we're going to figure out a way to get these ideas out. What are the different sizes of brew houses? You said Buellton's going to be a sixty barrel. Buellton's coming into a sixty barrel. We're we're believe it or not, we're brewing on a fifteen barrel still right now. Wow! Yeah, okay. and we're pumping that thing. Oh, yeah. Andre, yeah. twenty two hours a day, yeah. Dre, seven days Dre's, a week. Dre's making a lot of hot dogs in between hot dogs. <laughs> well, the other two hours in the day are hot dog days. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, he's just trying to make more than gotta eat. Yeah. Brewers got to eat. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, we're, we're working on 15-barrel platforms at two of those locations. Santa Barbara location is a seven-barrel. Uh, so uh, for the most part, it's development purposes. Okay. Uh, we're, we're getting ideas out. We're honing recipes. We're doing what we do. But it's a great way for uh, brewers to write recipes. That's what we want to do as brewers, you know. It's like, uh, you know, being, being a home brewer and, and having ultimate freedom to suddenly being reduced to, no, you're brewing IPA, you're brewing this, you're brewing that. I think a lot of pro brewers have gone through that phase, and I, and I think to be able to have an outlet and be able to produce the beer that you want on your terms yeah. uh, within a framework of excellence, it's great. So each location gets to, or each brewer at, at the location, different location, gets a little bit of free reign to make. I'd say a ton of special. Free. I'd say a ton special of brands. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's kind of my job is to help those guys uh, within a Figaro Mountain framework uh, bring their ideas to to true true to form liquid. You know, wow. and, and, and that's hard for me because, like, I want to ultimately, you know, empower those guys and give them everything. And uh, they got some great ideas, and we're rolling with them. So it's cool. And so between the no. four – oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Between the four locations, you have up to, you said, 30 different beers at any yeah, given time? Yeah, typically have about anywhere from 24 to 30 beers on at all times. Wow. Yeah. 
So this is going to be a difficult question to not give me a, a cookie-cutter answer to. Yeah. And, and it's not because you've been doing that. Yeah. It's really because of the question. Sure. And that is about quality control about yeah. those locations. And, and what I mean by quality control is I, I know the obvious thing is, well, we taste the beers and we do this. Thing. But, yeah. but, but are, you, are you rejecting beers? Are you sending them back? Do they have to clear a recipe with you? Like, uh, because the beers are very, very good. Thank you. And so to have even one location who you're clearly trying to give autonomy to um, put beers on tap that are not up to your standards would be detrimental to the brand. Sure. So how do you – give me some detail about how you really control that. So, you know, I'll, I'll start the answer with, uh, again, uh, we're professionals. We, uh, we certainly take that into consideration. Uh, I've got a team of eight excellent brewers. We have this amazing, amazing QC manager. His name is Patrick. Okay. And uh, for the sake of Patrick, I will not mention his last name. Okay. But I will mention that he is a doctor. <laughs> Unknown even to yeah, the staff yeah, yeah, yeah. because right. he has oh, wow. to send the negative yeah, feedback. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Uh, no. Patrick. Dr. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Dr. Patrick himself. Um, Let's call him Dr. Patrick G. Okay. <laughs> um, you can G find him. Good you can find him, but only if you come down and visit, because he's not on any kind of social media or anything like that. Okay. So we have this amazing. Uh, Patrick's amazing. He uh, he does a lot of QC analysis for us. What we're doing is we we have this SOP program in place where we're taking samples from our different sites and we're sending them. We're ensuring that you know certain lactic acid producing bacteria or or certain things are not present. Okay. Um, you know, as far as recipe formulation is concerned, um, I'm trying to give the guys as, as much free reign as possible because okay. I remember having a lot of great ideas and a lot of stupid ideas when I when I was first starting to brew professionally. And that's I've, kind of what I'm getting at yeah. is the stupid ideas have to come across your plate. Stupid ideas happen. Yeah. And and some stupid ideas are genius ideas, you yeah. know, at the yeah. same time. So um, I, I, I like a stupid idea could ultimately be like, wow, that that could be actually excellent. Okay. And now we're willing to to let some of those ideas come out and, and, and create some beers that maybe that was not the way I wanted to approach that style or that beer. But maybe that turns out to be hell that that's going to be our next core brand. Sure. You, know, you never know. So yeah. I've seen a lot in my day. I've been brewing almost 10 years professionally and uh, I get to see a lot of good and ide- good and gr- good, great and bad ideas do you yeah. do you either at all or with any regularity say you know what no that one's just not going to work every Before once in a while tasting it i mean even seeing a recipe just going yeah. good i'd, say, effort, I'd but... say every once in a while okay um yeah you know it happens where it's just like you know what like this this recipe is cacophonous like this why do we need seven hops in this beer why do we need you know <laughs> five five grains in this beer that's supposed to be a hellas lager like what you know sure what is it why, 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 or in a lot of times, I just open that field and open that platform of, hey, what, describe, but why does this need to be? Just make them explain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Describe uh, it, to get you to know, and tell me why you're passionate and tell me why you're enthusiastic about bringing this on. Yeah. And and if they got some good stuff behind it, I'm like all about it. You know, I like go that. for it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's never an absolute, you know, shutdown. No, we're not doing this. Sure. No, because that's that's where you lose the greatest ideas. Yeah. It, it is if you're not allowing some of that. So that my job sense. is really yeah. hard because I, I have to say no sometimes, but you know you always want to say yes. Yeah, know, I have it. an idea, Justin. Based yeah. just after that, speech. it's a shitty hot idea. dog water adjustment. <laughs> oh, that's <sorry. laughs> yeah. See, that's how it works here. Yeah. <laughs> it usually is though. It's, it's a, yeah, the yeah. idea. The yeah. Yeah. You're turning red terrible. again. Yeah. You're turning red again. That's how you R- know I'm happy. <laughs> Lights. Our SOPs are no. It's just me it's saying no. Understood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you send every beer then through the lab. To make sure, yeah, okay. nearly every single beer. I won't say every single beer, but yeah. some of them are. You know, we're, they're 
essentially you know one-off products that may disappear pretty quickly but we we help we hold tight a very strict regimen of sops as far as our cleanliness and uh packaging and all that is concerned okay not every single beer but nearly all and are certain brands only brewed at say buellton or do they bounce around? Uh, so I'd say the majority of core products, yeah, they're they're being brewed out of Buellton. Uh, okay. But we also have core product production out of the satellites as well. I mean, okay. we have we have a lot of uh, thirsty people that we need to provide those brands to. Nice. And do you vary the recipes and water treatment a little bit? So water, water treatment ones? is all RO. So uh, as far as oh, every location. Okay. Yeah. So we're able to doctor that water profile up just how we want it. Okay. And uh, we kind of go from there. Nice. All right, let's talk about this stout in our glass that cool. I've been sipping while we've been having this conversation. Cool. Another wonderful beer, um, uh, very flavorful, uh, but also uh, dries out at the end as it should. Uh, again, with that, it doesn't leave that overly sweet taste that I, I dislike. Cool. Um, however, it, it's a sweet beer, right. right? Right. It's got. It's kind of. Would you call this a sweet stout, or would you call this a dry stout? Or? I would call this a uh, classic Irish style dry stout. Um, okay. Yeah, so uh, the approach on this beer is certainly to have some roast character. Uh, it doesn't need to be overwhelmingly roast forward, but it certainly needs to kind of have that uh, dark chocolate kind of uh, roasted barley coffee-like kind of aromatic quality to it. Um, bitterness is okay. It just can't be overwhelmingly bitter. It certainly needs to be dry, uh, but it should have some texture. It needs some body. And, uh, yeah. you know, I hope we achieved it. Um, this go-around, we're, uh, we're all pretty stoked about this. Believe it or not, this beer is only 4%. Really? Um, it actually is 4, though. It, um, after, you know, doing a couple of calculations, it's riding on, like, 3.97%. I see. Yeah, so it's, it's really like, right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Guinness would be upset because it's not dead on. But, yeah. you know, I, you know <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. As you should be. Yeah. yeah. This is another great beer. Uh, your ales are, are good, too. Um, my palate's a little shitty lately, but so so you uh, so when I say these things, they're more questions than statements. Sure. No, I appreciate. It. Um, but I'm how much corn is in here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Flaked corn. Well, I always get a, a milk stout taste out of it. I guess is what I wanted to say. That's that. That's actually. Uh, I'm really happy to hear that because a lot of stouts that are brewed in this style, uh, they may have some what we would call just residual astringency. You know that the yeah. beer would, the beer would finish. Uh, with almost this just kind of tannic bite and uh, slightly, uh, I hate to use the word tart because it's not the right, not the right nomenclature, but it would be almost this overhanging kind of tartness. Uh, it's, it's inappropriate, uh, and you know this beer ultimately uh, should just be dry and should finish dry. Uh, should almost start with that roast character if mm-hmm. it's if it's mid palate sweet. I'm super stoked on that because yeah. that's what makes these beers the most approachable. That's so, my impression that's on it is and and that and that that mid palate sweet is where I'm picking up the milk stout. That's type great. Of, yeah. uh, there is no lactose in this beer. This is we're talking. Okay. Yeah, we're talking all all grain here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's grain and water. It's a little bit of earth earth like hops coming from Kent Goldings. Okay. Yeah. Just Kent Goldings. Yep. EKG. Okay. Uh, super traditional here. Um, again, that's kind of the Fig Mountain ways. We these are beers that you know. I hate to say it, but these are recipes that you know people are dusting off, you know, and yeah. and and we're forgetting that tradition is so awesome, you yeah. know, and then and we're we're looking away from tradition and trying to be the most you know unique and different when we almost forget about why we got into beer in the first place. And, well, and this is what yeah. I'm taking away from from talking to you and, and obviously from tasting the beers, and you know, it's not that um, breweries who 
use newer techniques or, sure. or uh, step outside the box farther, yeah. haven't come in here and, and wowed us. Of course not. But I will say that more often than not, it is brewers like you who are, are focused on traditional styles um, that that come in here and wow us. Actually, it's and, and we just go. We talk about the beer like it's a new beer, even though you're saying, well, you know, it's a traditional style. But we talk about it like, wow, that's what sta- it's, it's almost reminding us that's what stout tastes like, or, <laughs> or that's you know, what a, a fest beer is. It's it's, it's kind of been uh, my approach from the start is uh, again, sorry, mom, but I've been crushing a lot of beers right <laughs> yeah. in my day here. And uh, no, honestly, it's. Uh, why did you ever get into beer? And I hope it was about people. I yeah. really hope it was about people. And I hope it was about a moment where you experienced this great experience with people and you remembered the beer and it was great and you didn't hate the taste of it. And, <laughs> right. and boom, yeah. suddenly you, you love beer, right? Yeah. Now you won some awards with this one too? That's right. So, uh, no, we're, we're very proud of this beer, like all our beers. Uh, this was a silver medal GABF winner. Uh, that was in, man, uh, 2013, I think. Okay. And then uh, last, or not last year, the year before, it was a gold medal. Wow. Yeah, 2015 gold medal. Are you guys only available in California? Uh, We have a small, small distribution footprint in uh, southern Arizona. Okay. Yeah, as well. But, uh, you know, that that footprint will grow, but only as far as we can create the greatest beers we can. Can you skip a couple states and drop in Colorado? We got a hop grenade in Colorado. And <laughs> no, I'll just I, ship I, you some. I want to put this on there. Yeah, that'd be great. There's no competition. <laughs> yeah, no competition in, in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible beers. Psych. All right. <laughs> I got to get us to another break, and, and I think we got some hoppy beers to try when we come we back. We sure right? do. Okay. Um, I'm, like I'm a pilsner? Uh, yeah, like a big hoppy pills. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I wish yeah. I brought it. We got a couple <laughs> single hot pilsners. I wish do I brought you? one. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, now you great. know. You can always bring us loggers we'll be oh hell yeah there, so all right. Uh, all right i want to uh, remind you about another brewery uh guest of ours that were they were just great to have on uh Neshemini creek uh brewing company uh they've been on the philly beer map since 2012 and just recently took home their fourth philly beer scene magazine award for brewer of the year that's in 2014 15 16 and 17 and their third for brewery of the year so two-time gabf vienna style lager uh medal winner there you go in 2013 and 2016 they got the bronze um also bronze for their smoked age lager in 2016 so a lot of medals coming out of there uh they're expanding their brewery recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap 18 of which are rotating seasonal limited beers and they told us all about that on the show uh Variety of beer styles like uh, hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers, oak fermented saisons, and sour beers. Free brewery tours on Saturdays. You can go to NeshaminiCreekBrewing.com and check them out. And if you go to our homepage into the search field and click uh, and type in Neshemini Creek, you'll find their show. Yeah. And you can learn all about them too. Poundable is like uh, the wet, the East Coast version of crushable. Of crushable, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah they're they're less subtle. On the, <laughs> yeah, they're just more literally. Well, pound, what are you going to do? Pound it. I'm going to pound it into my face. <laughs> all right. Here we versus go. Versus crushing. Yeah. 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 Versus that's, crushing. That's not it, as yeah. literal. No. It's no. Not. Brewing on crushable. the East Coast. I was thinking yeah. more slammable. Was a, was a word we used as well. Or drinkable, oh, yeah. even. Drinkable, yeah. I think drinkable wow. that's, is, that's, is yeah, but, but that's, that's <laughs> But that's not regional, Warren. <laughs> that's thoughtful. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Shut the fuck God. Off, 
So you can crush it, slam it, or pound it in I your face. I prefer to drink my beer, not pound or crush it. That's yeah, nonsense. But how about slamming yeah. it? That's why no yeah, one talks to you. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you got to slam, crush, or pound these things. Sometimes oh, are you talking about shotgunning? Uh, that's what I do. I shotgun beers. How much ends He's, up on your beard, though? <laughs> All of it. All yeah. of it. Just shotgun a shell for, for me, please. In, in the mouth? Yes. A shelf? A whole shelf of beer? <laughs> right. Just put a shell into a shotgun <laughs> and shotgun it. You can go to jail for that now. You, yeah. There was the there was the chick who encouraged her boyfriend to do oh, that over text. Which, right. by the way, greatest girlfriend ever. Are you serious? <laughs> oh. She's like, just do it. Just You've do been it. talking about it. <laughs> she was tired of this bullshit, too. This is us with beardy. <laughs> yeah. Beardy, <laughs> just do it. Have you ever poured a beer into the beard and tried to just wring it out into your oh, mouth? Disgusting. No, that Why? sounds awful. Why? Why would anybody do that? Well, you have a giant beard. I'm just yeah. curious. And yeah. I feel like now we have to do that on yeah, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is, I'm waiting for him to cut it off. It's a beard, and then a beard luge. It, it a hasn't beard happened, luge. but now uh, it's probably going to. God. Milk stout. <laughs> Milk stout only. Beard yeah. stout. You guys are going to make me throw up. Beard, <laughs> beard stout. I am get, with the beard luge, I have the vision. <laughs> the beard oh, luge, yeah. yeah. And, then the, and then it being a milk stout. Is uh, uh, oh, God. Frothy beardy. Noble man's milk. Ah. <laughs> Uh, oh, one more thing before the break. The Homebrew Label Awards are upon Yes, sir. They oh. sure are. All right, homebrewers, you guys, you got to know about this. Uh, the Homebrew Label Awards are back. You can submit your artwork at homebrewlabelawards.com and let your homebrewing peers shower you with votes. The labels with the most votes can win fabulous prizes. So last year we handed over, uh, they handed over, uh, $5,000 worth of prizes to the winners. And this year they're doing it again. So no labels, no problem. You can check out all the cool labels being submitted and cast your vote on your favorite ones. Help your fellow homebrewer achieve fame and glory for their homebrew labels. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. All right. We're going to take ourselves a quick break uh, so we can use the bathroom, refill our beers, get ready for some hoppy beers when we come back with Figaro. Uh, mountain. Mountain. Uh, mountain. Uh, mountain. <laughs> also, you can go to um, fig, uh, figmountainbrew.com, F-I-G-M-T-N brew.com, and check it all out. Hang in there. We'll be Thanks, right guys. Back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company 
is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, (laughs) nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. It's to help you out. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. You've got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. 
The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heritage Beers near you, click on Find Some at HereticBrewing.com. Hello, this is David Walker from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. You are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. We're having too good a time at the break, talking beer, drinking beer. Um, you are listening beer. to the session. We've got uh, Figueroa. Figueroa. <laughs> Mountain Brewing Company on the program with us tonight, and we are enjoying uh, the beers. Uh, if you want to learn to brew good beer, you should check out the new edition of How to Brew from our friend John Palmer. Um, yeah, I love the new uh, edition, too. I just gave away, actually, my old How to Brew because I've got a copy of the new How to Brew. I saved a signed copy that I had. You have to. You can't give away the signed copy. Nah, yeah, Palmer signed that for me, and I thought it was real nice. But uh, the new one, How to Brew 2017, it's time to replace that old dog-eared copy of John Palmer's How to Brew. Or if you've never had uh, a How to Brew, now's the time. Brewers Publications just published their fourth edition of How to Brew, and it's essentially a totally new book. The fourth edition clocks in at 600 pages, and every chapter has been updated and expanded. Um, And there are five completely new chapters. So whether you want simple, surefire instructions for making your first beer or you're a seasoned home brewer working with all-grain batches, this book is something for you. Uh, From ingredients and methods to recipes and equipment for brewing beer at home, How to Brew is loaded with valuable information on brewing techniques and recipe formulation. So grab your copy either at your preferred book vendor, like More Beer, for example, uh, or buy it from the Brewers Association store if you want. And you can get uh, the book and support craft brewers at the same time. So more uh, information is available at brewerspublications.com. You could probably also go to howtobrew.com and check it out. So, yeah, support John Palmer. I prefer to buy uh, from books from the guy selling them out of the trunk of his car with the covers torn out, the front covers torn out. John Palmer. <laughs> from John Palmer himself, yeah. John Direct. Palmer, yeah. He's like, hey, guys, I'm just trying to make a little money on the side. I just took the cover off. Yeah. It's, it's legal. I also iodized the uh, the uh, the oxide uh, particles yeah. on my car. Do you like it? Of course he did. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank Palmer's you. still doing uh, our show with it's Jamil nice. uh, Bruce Strong, of course, so uh, by supporting him you're supporting us you should go check it out i wish it was called brew strong of course brew strong of course (laughs) that's that's a great great. name (laughs) Uh, both those guys all right well normally in this part of the program we start to wind down with our own bullshit but instead we wanted to stay with our guest tonight figaro mountain brewing with their Um, bullshit with their (laughs) yeah and we bring a lot of that as well uh because the the beer is just so damn good so we thought we would start this segment with the mosaic pale ale is that the name of the beer so so we call this figaro mountain mosaic uh this is a namesake after the mountain figaro mountain it's beautiful. It's uh, honestly, I, I came from Baltimore, Maryland, and I, and I never knew uh, coming out 
to what I called at the time Buelton, California. Buelton. Yeah, yeah. Buelton. Yeah. You know, it was Buelton. Yeah, you know. You, damn yeah. it. Yeah, so uh, I, m- I missed that. Uh, I got made fun of a lot, which yeah. was great. Uh, but I did at, at actually Figueroa? find... Yeah, but I did find Figueroa. Yeah, good no, for you. I did find Figueroa Mountain. And uh, it honestly, around us, Figueroa Mountain is, is, is it's this idyllic, beautiful scenery. It's worshipped. You know, it turns into this place where you forget about all your problems. You go up there, you uh, you you cook out, you camp, you you have a really good time, and wow. that suddenly it it translated very well to me. I understood very much more about uh, Buelton, let alone <laughs> uh, you know Figaro Mountain itself and and what we were all about. So okay, uh, I make a pilgrimage every year, and make sure we get up there. So it's beautiful, excellent, it's great. I bring my problems wherever I go, so uh, you're, well, you're doing well. You can always douse one out with a Figaro Mountain Mosaic. Excellent. So this beer's been around for a little while since. This since... is, you know, this is one of those uh, beardy that kind of developed in our pubs. So this is this was okay. an idea that started as, you know, what let's kind of take this idea of, uh, you know, a American strong pale ale and kind of turn it this other direction and what hops can we use in it? And it kind of went through a couple of iterations and then suddenly it turned into, you know what? Let's just make it an American pale ale. Let's uh, keep it right in that low 5%. Um, uh, and suddenly, you know, Mosaic was exploding at the mm-hmm. time. This was uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. And uh, we had a sizable Mosaic contract, and we were like, you know what? We're not really dumping it in anything right now. Let, let's make this badass pale ale with it. And uh, suddenly we paired that up with Amarillo. Uh, Amarillo <laughs> turned into this combination of Amarillo and El Dorado, uh, only comprising about 10%. The okay. rest is Mosaic. Okay. Uh, so very mosaic forward, but uh, mosaic plays really well with other hops. Yeah. So we created this beer that, honestly, Dre, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of us just slam this thing. Oh yeah, yeah. talk about a slammer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my third or fourth tonight. I started with this before the show and have stuck with it. It's a really nice yeah. beer. Thank you so much. Three of my mosaic. Hops. Mosaic sometimes can be a little too uh, earthy mm-hmm. for me, and also this is a weird flavor descriptor, but. Crayons. Uh, I have had mm, some like wax, waxy. Yeah. Tastes like yeah. crayons. Like musty crayons. Grassy, right. really yeah. green. Yeah. 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 And, and those. Like, like a color green crayon. Like, yes. In the, in the hundred pack. Like a yeah. yeah. whole array <laughs> Like of you green open colors. the hundred pack and the aroma that <laughs> yeah. I've had some 100% mo- mosaic beers. Are like. Shit. So I don't know if it's that uh, the crop itself has um, adjusted or, or, or um, grown uh, Changed, so, or that you've mixed the hops. So what? What, Blended. I, what I'd say about any hop and about any you know beer that you're ever going to create is, you know, it, it needs to be an approach to absolute quality. So I think if we're finding the freshest hops we can at the at the peak of their existence, you know that that's what we're looking for. So we uh, we're using great hops from a couple different farmers, and and you know I, I don't want to get into that too much because you know but you, you don't always enough. get the best yeah. have you ever had to open a box and send it back and say guys you, you didn't actually send us your best you know every once in a while something like that happens but okay. the volume of hops we're going through you know is, is a lot so okay. um it's rare uh with the people we buy hops from they uh they are consistent they're excellent uh a hop like mosaic this last crop year is just out of control that's why you know the majority of these excellent ipas we're all seeing out there right now they're 
pretty much uh, they're mosaic heavy at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're mosaic and they're citra heavy. I mean, those those are the kind of dominant IPA and, and pale ale hops at this time. And uh, we wanted to you know make sure we showcase that. So that's kind of where Fig, Mo- Fig Mountain Mosaic came out of. Was our love for the mountain and our love for this hop mosaic. Okay. And, and we wanted to translate that through a drinkable, sessionable pale ale. Pretty simple malt bill on this too. Uh, you know, actually, it's fairly complex. Uh, you know, we. We, it's, and that's not our style, which is so funny. Yeah. We're, we're, our approach is just this, you know, simplicity plus excellence. You know, that we always look at, like, how to make this simple and how to make this just turn into a great beer. Mosaic actually has, like, five five grains in it. You Interesting. Know? And the approach is, like, you know, it's, uh, you know, two-row for the most part. And then we have a little bit of torrified wheat, you know, for head retention. We've got a little bit of caramel in there. Um and then we have uh, some flake barley for a little texture, you know. Okay. And there's a secret ingredient I can't really say. Um, Why is it secret? Just out of curiosity. You know, it's just it's it's ultimately it's just kind of a, a tool I've been carrying for a while, and it's something we throw into a couple of beers here and there. And is it a grain? Corn. It is. It's okay. a grain. It's corn. 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 Yeah, like... You guys taste the corn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beard hair. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it's in there. It's a. Yeah. Uh, it's not corn though, but um, and it's, it's just a small. You know, it's just addition. like you know, it's it's. It, I always, you know, I, I talk to a lot of friends and a, and a lot of peers of mine, and uh, a lot of us, you know, we either go this ridiculously like hard to the hard to the right scientific route, and you know, we we you know lose sleep over beer, and you know, how do we figure out how to do this perfectly? And then there's this other approach that's like, you know, I, you know, I, I'm grandma in the kitchen, you know, and, and I love to approach it that way from a beer standpoint, where it's really fun to play around with ingredients and you know a pinch of this a pinch of that yeah. but then it turns into this refined being and, and suddenly you're like holy shit like that worked so well now i have to explain to my entire team why we just you know threw a bay leaf in it and, you know, and then, so to speak so that's you know that that happens in beers from time to time so that's again why you can't just tell somebody no all the time you yeah. know unless they're you know wrong like JP, yeah, right, like JP's yeah. wrong, and yeah. you know, and then you, you, I'm sorry, JP, but you That's know, bay leaf, right. a bay leaf was too much. Yeah, well, we're, I think this lager tastes very good. We're, we're all sorry. <laughs> we're all wrong from time to time. Uh, well, so, most of us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want this to be cloudy. Wrong. You were yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. You know what? That's and that's you know that's another conversation entirely. Is is this approach to uh, you know unfiltered beer? There's, you know, I've I've been kind of vocal on my social media a little bit from time to time about this haze craze and this and that. It's not that I don't like the hazy beers. It's that I want people who are just enjoying a beer for the first time to, you know, understand that there's other pale ales and IPAs. Right. And it's not. This is not, you know, the style. This is not what it's introduced as. You know, haze is okay. It's totally fine. And whatever you want to brew, that's great. You know, like whatever people are buying, that's the best. Yeah. You know? And as long as people are enjoying what you're doing, you should be really proud. Um, so that, that's I want to make that very clear. Sure. Um, we produce really clean, high quality beers. We do a lot of unfiltered IPAs in our tap room. Come out and visit us. We have a lot of fun doing that. But there you go. Yeah. This one's not one of them. You know? Well, this one is a, so my favorite style is a pale ale, and I require our staff to keep a great pale ale on tap for me at Love all it. times. But I've been gone a lot recently, so they they have failed at their. Ooh, uh, yeah, I came mm-hmm. in the other day and. They know as soon as I walk in, all I want to... In fact, they, they make fun of me. We have so many great beers on tap, and I always just order the pale ale. 
Well, excellent. There craft was list, by the way. there was a pale ale on tap, and and it was okay. You know, we don't we don't serve bad beer. It was just okay. Not. But they know that you know there's there's a level uh, there, there's some standards that that we should keep on. Sure. If I'm going to come order a fucking beer, right? And it, and and we didn't have it. Yeah. Long story short. I'm so glad this beer is on tap, Thank you. and it's why I ordered it first tonight, and have had uh, it's, I've, I've just stuck with it because it's a great, great pale ale. Uh, so thank you for making it. And thank you for enjoying it. Again, back to Aww. people enjoying beer. You guys are cute together. Well, but Do you want to pound this beer or crush it? I, I, like so I, I want to drip it. Slam I want to take an eyedropper. No, this one I've just been slamming. sessioning. I don't How do you know. Say? How do you what session your, four beers? What if you're neither? Because it's been about five hours. Okay. I'd, I'd, like, <laughs> I'd like to beard bong it. Beard, beard, beard bong it. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. 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 yeah if possible. <laughs> We can make that happen, I guess. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It is in his pay grade. It, yeah. <laughs> it might make your beard healthier. I mean, it's pretty healthy, Maybe. I think. But yeah. It's not very absorbent, though. Is it? Um, yeah, it might mostly end up just on my shirt, not in your mouth. Then yeah. you have to take your shirt off. And well, that then suck. we'll wring the shirt off. We don't care. Oh. It's <laughs> your shirt. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> no, we all have to take turns wearing it afterwards. It's yeah. my mouth and around. <laughs> All right, what is the next beer in our glass? We do have to get through these. Uh, we're going to start to wrap things up. So, uh, Hoppy Poppy? Uh, yeah, this is our Hoppy Poppy. Hoppy this is Poppy? this is our, you know, ode to American-style West Coast IPAs. Okay. So, you know, that, being an East Coast brewer, too, is super cool coming out West and suddenly being like, holy shit, Hoppa Salt. You know, it's like, wow, uh, my palate is being just crushed by hops. I think I have the mosaic still, and I you just do. had it in two glasses. Yeah, I was like, well, how did you get the bottle that had I the... Had it, uh, here, Sorry. I'm just going to mix that. So Hoppy Poppy's whole approach is like, is you know... More... it's coming around. There it is. Yeah, Hop... go ahead. Hoppy Poppy is more this uh, traditional approach to West Coast-style IPAs that I've always felt more identified with, uh, you know, the region we're in now. You know, kind of like the Bay Area, even north of the Bay. It's uh, got a little more malt characteristics to it. It's sea hop forward, so we're talking Columbus, Cascade. Uh, it's got a little Centennial, a very small amount of Simcoe as well, but uh, ultimately a balanced IPA. Uh, we never wanted to blow people away with this beer. We wanted to create a beer that was drinkable every day and, and paired really well with food. You know, and this is this is kind of our approach with this beer. Six point five percent, very drinkable in our eyes. This and beer. Mouse. Is less bitter than the pale ale. You think so? To me, absolutely. It's less dry. Absolutely. Less dry. Yeah. It's less dry. It's mm. More uh, crystal malt. Yep. Sweeter. It's got some. It's got some malt sweetness, and it's less dry. Yeah. Which so does what? Uh, hides the bitterness. Yeah. So this beer is less bitter than the other one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not wrong. No, well, you less, are. I, I guess then we'd have because to say something like less perceived bitterness. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Agree. IBUs or whatever. Sure. Agree. Sure. Agree. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Warren. I know. He'll get you every time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, technically, you're not. <laughs> technically, <laughs> you're not on I'm, fire. Your clothes are on fire. I'm perceiving you being wrong. I'm perceiving perceiving you as being wrong. And that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I would agree wholeheartedly here. I think mosaic, especially the hop mosaic, I think coming out on that pale ale, it's like, you know, it's it's extremely fragrant. It's it's flavorful. You know, it's dry. It's It's got all the things that we, we almost call this beer, you know, mosaic. We call that beer like a IPA and a pale ale body. You know, that's that's kind of our nickname for it. You know, it's it's got a lot of hop character. 
But when we talk about, you know, IPA used to be like this, you know, that that's kind of our thing with Hoppy Poppy is now we're looking at, you know, the nuclear hops arms race, whatever you want to call it. And we're, we're really getting out there and we're, we're throwing a tons of hops at beer and we're, we're going beyond six, seven, eight, nine, ten pounds per barrel. And we're really just ripping it. Yeah. And uh, some of them are really bitter. Some are really dry. Some have lactose and some of them are cloudy and you never know. Sure. So uh, it's more of our homage, and this is our always going to be our flagship product. With it's, those awesome sea hops in there, why did you also put in Simcoe? I'm curious. Simcoe is just this. It's it's. I'm going to be honest. It's my favorite hop. Okay. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Simcoe is my favorite American hop varietal. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to you know make that very clear. Uh, it's it's this amazing hop that I learned at Heavy Seas that just has this amazing potential to create. Uh, grapefruit, uh, pine, citrus, like all in one hop, you know, and it's not overwhelming. And it has great bitterness qualities. It has great aromatic qualities. It, it kind of, you know, just covers a lot of ground. What do you think, this, this is for my sake, because I always try to, I can't pick apart hops in a beer, especially when there's multiple. I, I know when it's a sea hop beer, because sure. yeah, they're some of my favorites, right? But I can't pick out which is what. So to help me, mm-hmm. what would I be missing from this beer if you had not included the Simcoe? I think what Simcoe does really well is kind of bridges the gap between sea hops and other hops, like let's say Citra or Mosaic. It kind of it creates more of a uh, neutral kind of fruit or neutral kind of pine citrus platform where a lot of sea hops, you know, not necessarily Cascade. Cascade's fairly delicate in comparison to a lot of other ones, but uh, when you're talking Columbus, resinous character, resinous, Mm -hmm. like it's got some really dank resinous qualities to it. Uh, even Centennial last year, you know, this last crop that came out, it's got some really, really nice citrus qualities. It even had some tropical elements to it. Okay. Uh, and and honestly, it's got some woody character to it. Uh, what Simcoe does really well is just kind of marries things. Uh, I think uh, I in, in an American ale platform, I think it just really marries things well. It's got this, you know, it's, it's got, you know, the bright citrus that you'd expect out of a sea hop, but it's got this kind of, you know, just way of, of creating this pine and citrus balance. It's a, it's really good at that and uh, subtle grapefruit qualities as well. So, okay, you know, I think it's really good at, uh, you know, almost standing into that. It's it just branches out from sea sea hop territory for me without being as resinous. So Got it. That's kind of my take. So on I'd it. be missing a, not only would I be missing a lot, but maybe some of those other hops would stand out too much that you didn't intend if it didn't sort of bring them together. There's a fair amount of Columbus in the spear, and I think Columbus, like when you use it, like. You know, it's it's awesome if you're looking for that. If yeah. you're looking for that resinous quality with a lot of the citrus and kind of just piney and dank and uh, you know cat pissy even kind of characteristics to it, it happens. Yeah, it sure does. And and I think that when you kind of hold back a little of that, paired up with a little bit of uh, the sea hop that are more tend tend to be more of the nature of the lighter citrus. Yeah, got a great combo. Right. Yeah. Andre, I keep waiting for you to just say he's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'd love to, but it's not true. So, <laughs> right, uh, Andre, I'll give you the hundred dollars after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to, but I'm high as hell. But, 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 a, but a hot dog is waiting as well. Hey, yeah, right? so you know, right. there I is really, the hot dog palace. You I can know. move up here. And oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Right What'd you say about hot dog palace? There's a hot yeah. dog. And I have to be honest, I'm who, sort of craving a hot dog. Who is? I have in the whole show. Who's the king? Well, who's maybe I can go. You know, the hot dog palace. Bevo actually is the king. She's not here. It's like, do we bend the Knee to <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. tomorrow. If you're still in town, go to Casper. 
Casper's with a C. Warren literally Casper's just with a C. Not with a K. <laughs> okay. With a C. Is that a different Casper's? <laughs> it's yes. a different Casper's. So Casper's, there was a Casper's company with a C, and it was like two cousins, and then one fucked off and opened Casper's with a K, and it's, yeah, it's, like it's shittier. No. Casper's with a C. There's one in Pleasant Hill. Go there. Okay. Bevo used to work there as well. Did she? Yeah. She was one of the old ladies behind the counter who yeah, were like 85 yeah. and shared Geritol tablet. She is the hot dog queen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's open the other one. Huh? Well, and, and as, you, as you Are, do that, okay. yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think I'm agreeing with you, JP. Um, <laughs> Shit. Uh-oh. Hold on. Everyone. He's, not, he's not sure. No. He's not sure. Yikes. Well, is you'll it, tell him if he is. Yeah. In that I like the Hoppy Poppy even better than I like the Mosaic Pale Ale. And I really like the Mosaic Pale Ale. And maybe it's because of that less, uh, just a slightly less bitter flavor. Because yeah. what I like about a good Pale Ale is just a, a little bit of sweetness, some dryness, and, and uh, uh, a pretty decent amount of hop flavor, but not bitter. Correct. I like American Pale Ale. Yes, you do. And I think I like the Hoppy Poppy better. Uh, for that, for that reason, yeah, yeah, I think for the, for those reasons, yeah. it, it sort of fits that bill uh, for me. Even I, it, it's clearly an IPA. It, it, I'm not saying it's a pale ale. Uh, right, I just it, I'm enjoying it more. I wouldn't disagree any which way here because what I would say is that Hoppy Poppy kind of bridges that gap. We, in my head, it's always been an American strong pale. You know, I think it's it's always been that tweener between you know pale ale, a traditional style American pale ale, and a traditional style American IPA West yeah, Coast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just, we we cook a shit ton of tri-tip by us. Do you guys, are you familiar with tri-tip? Oh, yeah, yes. sure. We're American. Hell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who the, what the fuck kind of question is well, that? We're talking about hot sauce. Tri-tip is a regional cut. <laughs> it is. Hey, thank you. Yes. Thank it you. is. Okay. And, and, by the way. Yeah, I, what region are we in, idiot? <laughs> it's uh, not an West? American I region. Hope you're, are the, you calling Beardy an yeah. idiot? Or, okay, no, no, yeah. we're calling Beardy an idiot. No, no, but yeah. ask, ask no, let me, let me call butcher. myself the idiot yeah. for five yeah. seconds. Okay. Because. No, it's more much more fun if we just do it to him. But I forget you aren't from around these So, coming from. All right. I, oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. Coming from the East Coast and coming from Baltimore, suddenly yeah. I'm like, what the fuck Santa is Maria. that? Yeah. Like, yeah, literally. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And we're in, you know, tri-tip town, straight up. Right. Like, that's like, yeah. people are like, what are you doing today? It's like, well, I'm working all day. It's like, nah, fuck that. We're going to make tri-tips. And you're right. like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. And, and then suddenly you cook 32 tri-tips and you have no idea what happened. You drank 42 hoppy poppies. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I did and not realize paid. that was a regional thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't know either because okay. I had no idea. What did they call it out there? Uh, so oh, I, trust me. I went to I went to my butcher that I lived like a block and a half from in Baltimore City, and I walked over to him. I was like, "Hey, man, what the hell is up with tri tip? Like, why didn't you yeah. ever sell me a tri tip?" And yeah. the guy like looks at me. He's like, "That's what I take, man. <laughs> That's what I take home." And I was like, well, "What the oh, fuck? The you never oh, yeah. interesting. That's so, what he wanted. Yeah, and I'm the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they didn't." <laughs> They didn't sell it. They didn't sell it. Yeah. Wait, that was really the explanation? That That's what I take They know of tri-tip, but they just take it home after they yeah. cut the rest? People would rather have skirt steak or flank or right. whatever else where I'm from. Skirt, skirt. Nobody knows about that. And it, yeah, in the oh, Midwest, okay. they just don't cut it that way. Wow. And they just they don't end up having it. Right. Made me it sick. Gets, it's a waste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made I me sick. sick. It made me sick. <laughs> All those years. Yeah, made me sick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But but yeah, tri-tips uh, have, yeah, tri-tips back. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> back. That's yeah. a good beer name. Yeah. Actually, tri-tips a terrible back. beer name. Tri-tip. The smoked beer. The tip. Just the tip is back. Now that's a good name that you yeah. will not be Smoky allowed to tip. submit to the GABF. <laughs> yeah. 
That yeah. might be but a little sexy. You could still win an award. <laughs> That's you but yeah. you could win an award with any name. Uh, but they would just call it right. Bigger Row Mountains uh, Smoke Beer. Yeah. Super uh, inappropriate uh, beer name. Uh, yeah. I just call it that. That'd, yeah. Yeah. that'd be a good beer name, too. Best in show. And you couldn't gonna... actually advertise it, right? What do you mean? You could, you oh, that's say, what they're saying. Yeah, you couldn't say, hey, we won a gold medal with this beer. Well, no, no, you can well, say you that. Could, but you could only say, like, you know, our smoke beer won. You know, you couldn't uh, say, like, just the tip uh, crushed it this year. The <laughs> most slammable product of all time. <laughs> gold medal. Yeah. We, we slammed it with just yeah. the tip yeah. in, <laughs> in the Munich Dunkle. Slammed this, the tip in. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. smoked lager category. Yeah. Well, you make a beer just for my taproom named all the things that you... It's uh, oh, yeah. all in one. It's a paragraph. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it should be the same beer, but with every keg, it changes the name. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, there you go. Uh, re- uh, get a revolving series. Yes, but, it, but the same beer because the but a, of offensive names right yeah yeah, yeah. okay what happens series. i know we've talked about this but what happens on the screen and at the announcement at the gabf if the name is inappropriate do they just say like blank beer one i don't know i don't think metal? it's been or i don't think it's happened yet no, I've, I've, so no it I've, hasn't happened yet i'm yeah. curious if they wrote they might just say oh, figaro amount so i've spoken with some some representatives at the ba yeah. and, and uh basically their approach to it is that they will not announce the name okay uh, but what they, they will say they will say yeah. that you know brewery X uh, style beer. Won. Got it. Uh, okay, that's what I was curious about. So that's well, good. You, you can't, still get you, announced. You can't lose a great beer, you know. And, and yeah, I'm not yeah. defending anybody that's producing a name that is you know not right. Nor are we. Uh, but exactly. it's about the exactly. entire situation. I want to be exactly. clear. I am. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, all of the names. Right. right. Every name. Yes. Every name should you know have a story and have something behind it. I'm all about that. You know, it's. You know, if somebody was to tell me that I dunkled in my pants was just, you know, too aggressive or too whatever, I'd be like, you know what? Like, why? Well, Everybody I'm glad that was talked about this. Yeah. 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 I thought you were going to say I would then question the name, and I'd be like, no, because really? that's, not so, at all. that's no. so benign. No, we will stand <laughs> no. behind that okay, name until the day okay. we die. Okay. But also, dunkle is, is not really a. Yeah, what, thing. Does, what does that mean? It could be peeing. No, no, it could be sharp. It could be you poured a dunkle on your pants. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I lagered my pants. And it, that's where it could be dancing in your pants. Anything. Anything. Sure. All right. Well, I'm glad that was your. Yeah, response to that. No, absolutely not. Uh, we will not stand down on a name like that. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, real quick, craftbeer.com Brewery Finder. There are more than 5,000 breweries in the U.S., and craftbeer.com Brewery Finder, published by the Brewers Association, as a matter of fact, has them all. It's the most robust U.S. brewery finder. Uh, whether you're traveling or exploring your own city, you can find breweries by current location or search in other states. Uh, you'll find directions and contact info straight from the Brewery Finder, and you'll also find breweries' social handles on the Brewery Finder. So you can keep up on the latest news from your favorite breweries, like Figueroa, for example. Go to craftbeer.com and check out the brewery finder there's also by the way the beer and food course which is free and uh, a recipes and pairing section plus all the current news on uh, craft beer in america so go to craftbeer.com and check it out all right guys we are wrapping up here do you, you want to try one more we we have the um the double the going, imperial right? IPA. The imperial yeah the oh. double are you how pleased are you with the double jp that's why i only put a little bit not the ipa i just enough to taste it is this taste less bitter? I haven't tasted it yet, asshole. <laughs> Is there corn in it? I don't know either. I was setting up the question while you were drinking. 
Beardy, will you pour me some too, please? We got to work on your setup then. If that was you setting yeah. up a question, have you drank it yet? Dude, or you're still talking. Screamed at me. In the meantime, you can go to figmountainbrew.com. That's f i g m t n brew.com and check it out. They got a list of their list of their beers on there. You can check out all the tap rooms. Their story is on there. There's a mug club. There's a blog. There's a photo gallery. Uh, so you ooh, can, ooh. Uh, you, you can can't s- drink there. You can't. You can cannot drink on, <laughs> on the website. It's the only thing you can't do. Uh, so just Unless look up the locations one. and then go check it out. Six of them across the state of California, and then also distributed a little bit into Arizona, um, southern Arizona. Sound like for the most part. Um, and then soon to be Colorado because I asked for it. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there now. Um, go check them out at uh, Figaro. Um, Figaro. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, the pale ale is more bitter. Okay? Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> You're still wrong. <laughs> all right. We've all had the Imperial IPA now? Yep. Mm-hmm. You're not saying that the pale ale is. I haven't tasted it yet, either. But you're saying the pale ale is more bitter than the Imperial to, IPA. To me, yeah. The more perceived mm-hmm. bitter. Yeah. But it's because of the sweetness. I did not find the pale ale that bitter. Well, I don't really drink those beers, so I guess to me it's it's a shock. Yeah. To the system. Yeah. System- a systematic down. shock. System of a down. Well, I think I think this one is well more bitter. Really? Than the, than the mosaic. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Beardy? Yes, you- I think we've been getting progressively more bitter. <laughs> so you thought the Hoppy Poppy was also more bitter? Yes. Tasting. Yeah. Right. It, it, they're using, well, in Hoppy Poppy, they had some crystal malt in there or something to add some color and malt backbone. Don't never assume that. It's- well, they said yeah. it. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah Beard, Beardy's dead on on this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we did say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. damn it. I mean, he might have to shut up, but he does listen. You got to give him that. <laughs> the, the kid listens, even if I don't shut up. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, but yeah, I, I this is definitely. I, I think the malt bill, at least in terms of the 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 crystal character and everything, is less on this one. Yeah, uh, but it still is. On the more balanced between, heart. it's not to me. These aren't West Coast uh, stereotypical IPA and double IPA. Okay. They're not just dry as a desert and just super and bitter. bitter. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're I, more of the of the balance between residual sugar and bitterness. It's pronounced okay. dessert, no, I, I agree entirely. That's our approach. Yeah, uh, it, our great. approach is to create the most balanced beers. You know, and again, that's why we have multiple locations to create these one-off products where we can have fun and. Play around with bitterness and and uh, general sweetness qualities that are residual and and kind of move in that direction. This beer is designed to be. This is Lizard's Mouth, our Imperial IPA. It is designed to be a very approachable Imperial IPA at nine percent. It is all two row. It is all two row though. Mm-hmm. So you're you're dead on. I mean, it it does not have any crystal qualities to it. Um, it is fairly dry for the style, believe it or not. Like on paper, sure. But the bitterness is only around seventy five IBU. So uh, all said and done, I mean it's it's not an overwhelmingly bitter experience, you know. It's not, mm-hmm. and the the alcohol uh, sweetness comes through a little bit. Yep, not Do, just a texturally as well. Yeah. You know? Do you use much uh, dextrose or, or adjunct? There's sugars? a small amount of cane sugar, and so I think just guessing. I think what helps with muting some of the bitterness in this is cutting down the ratio of sugar to barley. Agreed. Because then you have a bigger mouthfeel in this see. beer compared to what. Stereotypical West Coast IPAs. So they just add re- sugar to get the alcohol uh, to climb up. Obviously. And then you have 
Clearly. <laughs> but that, but then Do you the perceive balance. that in a lot of double IPAs that you drink, JB? <laughs> yeah. Every day? Yeah. Uh, I like to get warned to this point because he just yells a little bit more, <laughs> and that means he's upset. Well, but he's also, clearly him and Kevin have docked or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like they, <laughs> no, this was good. Up. They've refueled in another one. <laughs> this good. Uh, although you like are a little years. more red than I am. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Well, no. I do. You'll, you'll get used to it. <laughs> so you're saying if feels good a, either way. a higher volume uh, of the sugar, just plain sugar, um, that the the balance goes away. What are you saying? You would you, the bitter. You would perceive more bitterness. I see. And so because he's using a lot more barley to get the alcohol to nine percent. I understand. That's where it's more of a, a perceived it's, balance. It's more grain. It's more grain for it yeah. than sugar, for but it. not caramely. Yes, and that's how it's so pale. Yeah, and. You know, our, our approach again with this beer is that, you know, we're trying to drive that alcohol up, uh, but we want it to be a certain amount of residual sugar so that it doesn't seem overwhelmingly one alcoholic, where you get these fusel alcohols, we call them, where it's right. just. Which hot. it does not have. It does Thank not. you. So it's not hot for 9%, uh, but it does have enough bitterness uh, where it's not overwhelmingly. This is a great like intro to double IPA, intro to imperial IPA for a lot of people that are trying to take that next step from a beer like whether it is Figma Mount Mosaic or Hoppy Puppy, you know, from a beer like that that is in that, you know, in that uh, realm. You know, we want them to be able to hop up, but we don't want them to have to experience the extreme dryness or the bitterness of that so i agree i think you nailed it thank yeah. you it is a good gateway Im- imperial and and by eliminating those the the hot fusels i think that was a yeah that's perfect that's our goal it, instead like i said it comes out with just a little bit of sweetness sure. which lends itself to the beer instead i, I think it, it, it invites another sip yeah well i've liked all of these beers uh, possibly a little too much <laughs> um, I'm ready for more. It's a good thing you have a self-driving car. Yeah, I'm not driving. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to hit the button and uh, it'll Go take to sleep. me home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. start puking. Yeah. Is, this show sponsor- <laughs> is the show sponsored by Tesla? Is that? God, I wish. We really do. We gotta work I'll call on Elon tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My car will self-park. It won't self-drive. Which is Shit. cool because like, wow. I can start driving and then if I realize I'm in trouble, I just hit the park button. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, you, pull over. You can be going down the road and no. hit the park. It's almost like an ejector button. Right, exactly. it, it, I need out. It ejects you from the public. Right. You just hit the park button. It finds the nearest. No, it'll just like parallel. No, it's not oh. that good. Parallel park in the middle of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is perfect. Oh, right? my God. I'll never get caught. Uh, don't worry, I, I never drive home after these shows, except when I do. Uh, but then, but then it's because we didn't have a lot of amazing beer on the program. That's right. So, uh, well, gentlemen, I got to wrap us up. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being here, though. We can't thank you enough the for having beer us. Was so good. Um, by the way, my staff here are, are really big fans of yours, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's how we ended up booking you too. But um, uh, we often listen to our staff because they're they like they're they're in the pulse. Sure, they've loved you guys since we opened. Um, so thank you for for sending us beer and for bringing us thank beer you. and for being on the show. Um, it's our pleasure. I'm still disappointed um, that I'm hungry. And Me too, dude. Where are the hot dogs? Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Dre's uh, slanging them out back. Well, but, uh, yeah. we, we've had a hot dog going the entire time. It's one big dog. <laughs> one hot dog. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one big dog. It's a slow roasted dog. I would share a dog with you guys. It's a 75-minute boil of the dog, you know? Right. Yeah, we're talking yeah, a long dog. Wow. Long dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But in all seriousness, uh, Dre, uh, I'm glad you've moved on from hot dogs and now that you're brewing. And I, I wish you luck. Dre. Thanks for, for the great beer that you're making. Thank you and, very much. Uh, Kevin, you as well. Thanks for having Thank so, you, guys. Uh, once again, folks, you can go to figmountainbrew.com, F-I-G-M-T-N brew.com, and check it all out. you got to click that you're 21, which, uh, of course, you are, right? Um, and then you can learn all about the beer, uh, events, uh, you name it. Go check it out. You can find out where you can pick it up. And uh, I say come have it here at the Hop Grenade. Yeah, because, that's uh, a great that's a great place to come. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, can I give a shout out to our Valley Brewers? Oh yeah, the Valley Brewers in Buellton. Yes, homebrew club. Yes, uh, they are amazing, unbelievable. We have another great homebrew club called the Santa Barbarians. Nice. Uh, we've got some excellent, excellent homebrewers in our town, and uh, we cover a lot of range, and we want to make sure that we're representing as well. Shout out to the Valley Brewers. Thanks yep. for That's tuning right. in if you are, and um, maybe we'll see you at the Firestone event that we go down to, or awesome. uh, you know, next time we're on the Central Coast. I know JP gets out a lot. I get out a lot. I have friends in Buellton, as a matter of fact. Is that right? I do. I like never see eight, them because it's too far exactly. away for me to go. Not Buellton? Yeah. We're Buelton. gonna have the first annual Buellton hot dog roast coming up <laughs> wow. next year. I'll be yeah. running it. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Dre, I am there to support you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Dre's pulling his own dog out this yeah, time. We will be there. Yeah, yeah. Bring uh, your own buns. Is that a euphemism for masturbating? <laughs> yeah. He's pulling well, his own dog. Yeah, maybe uh, some free pea soup. We never yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we, split pea. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Couldn't even say it. Pea soup, Anderson. Yeah. You gotta go. No, they're, oh, they're hot dog Andersons now. <laughs> yeah. Split Take hot dog Andersons. <laughs> Split dogs. You watch out. Dre's going to leave you. And I he's know, man. I'm worried about a that. Brewery. Some, some angel investors listening to this right now and going, you know, I was going to invest in the Brewery Network, but Dre's roving hot dog cart. <laughs> exactly. And, and brewery. And brewery. And brewery. It's going to be called, what's up, dog? Yeah. Like, uh, they already have those. Yeah. Dre's dog. Dre's dog. Yeah. Dre's dog. He'll, he'll, yeah. Dre, Dre dog. Dre dog. He'll be brewing on a Pico broom. <laughs> yeah. Pushing the car around, ringing the bell. Dogs and brews. You can't go wrong. Fuck. Can you guys record his album? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. All right. You can have all these ideas, Dre. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, you, you can go wrong with a hot dog company if your employees go to the alt-right. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Fucking yikes. Did you hear me about what? that guy? No. The guy from, so, you know, in, in Berkeley, there's Top Dog, which is, like, considered, you know, it's it's a cool... It's a hot dog place? So that's a hot dog place. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, all the college kids go after concerts and all that kind of stuff, and it's one of the uh, the employees there. Uh, lovingly, they in, in the article news articles I read, they all called him a, a chef and a cook. He fucking cooks hot dog. No offense. Uh, he fucking cooks hot dog. Don't call him he's, a chef. He's, he's, a, he's a dog. He's a dog. He's man. a cook. Yeah, he's a dog. Man. Um, but he, one of his employees, was like outed at that Charlottesville uh, march. Okay. Um, and uh, oh, and he I got see. fired. Uh, I, I went to school. I went to school about thirty minutes from there. Really? Yeah. It, it's you know. I just I went to school at James Madison University and. I, I went to Charlottesville many times, and I just can't even believe that's happening. Really? Yeah. It's, it, it, you mean it, it? You mean it didn't seem like something never, like that could happen? Never. Never. Like no, we're we're talking about you know the, the hot dog a, 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 cook a, from Berkeley. <laughs> would go there? Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm most shocked about. <laughs> yeah. so you can afford to go there. <laughs> Yeah. How did he afford to go? Uh, yeah. That's a long way from Berkeley. Making 25 bucks cook? fucking yeah. cooking yeah. hot dogs? Yeah. Sorry, hot dog chef. Well, yeah, yeah. the chef, yeah. though. He went to school True. for he it. He does have the title. Sure. He has, like, the black the black coat on. Yeah, you pay more for that dog. Oh, my yeah, God. Should. Well, this is made by Andrew, so we have to charge you 15% more. <laughs> no, I just want to defend Virginia. You know, nobody's like that there. You know, it ain't right.
Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Uh, every place uh, is, seems to have weird shit happening so right now. Up. Everyone in Virginia is probably going, how white is this guy? Because I need to know. But they're also like, I could eat a hot dog. sticking up for us until I know. Where's his genetic testing? Get him on. Send it to White Lab. Well, they might be biased. They might be biased. Big GT day. Right. Do they test hot dogs? <laughs> I'm going to call Chris White. Uh, Chris White likes himself some junk food, so they probably will uh, <laughs> test some, some hot dogs. He's a dog, man. Mike White will only like it if there's chili on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, was way above Dre's pay grade. He, uh, <laughs> it is chili? No, 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 no. no. Ain't no chili. It it maybe a little uh, mustard, mayo. That's about it. You sure. Know, like some ketchup on the... Really, we tried to make it a tamale card, actually. This is yeah. no joke. Really? Yeah, we actually tried to make it a tamale oh, card. Yeah. I, I was actually boiling or steaming tamales with this bok. is real oh really with, oh. with our beer with our, yeah, yeah. our cisquack box yeah, that worked. That did it, taste uh, it turned good? out pretty well yeah, but okay. people weren't sounds too. like it tastes like shit uh, white <laughs> people hated tamales there you go yes. really <laughs> wait a second no 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 i love them me too and yeah, you so do, do I. yeah so you didn't speak up yet but. no i love tamales but then your statement is false what well, yeah i'm trying so, to figure uh, out did they not like the the beer steamed tamales or you're just saying they're like what the fuck is a tamale i think we're in a different region oh yeah yeah i've eaten tamales out of a trunk yeah, That's no, I've, I've eaten fan. them two two hours inland from, uh, this is a real story, in from Cancun, like, in a warm Tupperware container, and a woman was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I ate them. The woman offering them to you was yes. like, are you yes. sure yes. you want to eat yes. this? That's wow. right. She was like, are you sure? Okay, and I, I was like, stop yes. there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't uh, know if I would proceed. Argument one, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wow. They have yeah, the, put uh, the mics away. They have the tamale okay. lady in San Francisco, this lady oh, who basically yeah. does that. Tamales are garbage. <laughs> they're, very, they're very small, and they're like yeah. $4. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's a San Francisco tamale. Yeah, oh, yeah. This sure, only yeah. cost me one peso. Tamale no, yeah. is the Mexican <laughs> euro. It's basically True. the same thing. Yeah. Can, can you break a 20? A 20 what? 20 tamales. I need, <laughs> I need two big ones and four smaller ones. Yeah. No, that is a San Francisco tamale. Yeah, sure. yeah, you got ripped. Yeah, well, she's got rent. <laughs> she has that down payment on the Tesla. Yes. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. All right, real quick. Uh, right. You know, if you're looking to brew your own beer, you should download the Beersmith uh, brewing software. It's the best software out there. Plus, you get a free 21-day trial. You can go to beersmith.com and check it out. It works on a PC. It works on Mac. And Brad over there keeps it all up to date for you. It's the only up-to-date uh, homebrew software that you can get. And we know a whole bunch of pro brewers that use it, too. So go to beersmith.com. I guarantee you it does everything you need it to do. Um, but I can give you that guarantee because it's a free 21-day trial. So. Go check it out at beersmith.com. And then also, our good friends, uh, actually, they're not our friends, but uh, they sell cool things over at Adam and Eve. You can go to adamandeve.com. Uh, <laughs> I wish we were uh, friends with them. Yeah, we, I have no idea uh, who those people are. Is that part uh, of the hot dog cart? Yeah. <laughs> it's a different hot dog yeah, cart. Yeah, they have, they, they have a whole heart, uh, hot dog cart line. They sling uh, wieners over there. That's, that's, right. Yeah, that's right. Go to adamandeve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, and you're going to get free shipping and like 50% off an item and some free DVDs and uh, all the fun uh, that you can 
imagine. Plus, you don't have to go stand at that creepy uh, store in the corner where you know you like run into your uh, neighbor. What's the code like, again? Oh, um, yeah. What's the code? You uh, say it one more time. Uh, B N Army. B N A R M Y. Perfect. Got it. Uh, that's but right. Army. It'll get you a whole bunch of stuff, and like I said, your neighbor won't be like, "Oh, you like butt plugs too." <laughs> uh, <laughs> can... Hey, I'll go in halfies with you on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard if we buy one, get one. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, so, can I get a cup of sugar and borrow your butt plug? Exactly. <laughs> so do it online at Adam and Eve. Um, they have a hot dog line. Yeah, they do. Uh, next week on the program, the Twenty First Amendment. Uh, our good friend Sully will be on the show, and boy, do I miss Sully. And I'm going to miss him next week too because I won't be here. Um, you should come back for it. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine yeah, what yeah. I will look like oh. uh, in where, the middle Where are you of, going? Of, I'm going to Burning Man. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'll be, yeah, it'll be like at the tail end of that. No, um, that's what's, what's your two. bargaining chip there? Yeah. Um, Don't you need like a tool? Monday's day two. No, day two still doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, You'll be at the tail end. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah. at the end. I will be at the tail end <laughs> right. by, by day two. No, I need a good vacation and I'm going to go do that and bury my head in drug the sand bury my the head sand. in the sand yeah white sand of the playa <laughs> so but join jp yes and jp yeah. with sully <laughs> next week on the pretty show. much uh, tasty uh, will be here too it'll be a four minute uh, show yeah uh you want to do our twitter game results i do uh what was our our question again? uh how can we console beverly that's right uh, the death her, of her mother in her time of need okay yeah. Uh, what did the creeps come up with? Uh, Paul Epic says, uh, there's nothing you can do. She's already dead. Because <laughs> of the way I phrased it. I like this one. Ben's yeah. mom died. How can you console her? Yeah, right. I like this. Uh, just so you all know, this is how we deal with death on the program. Yeah. So just, just bear with us. Uh, okay. Alex B says, I'd take her to WrestleMania, buy her a foam cowboy hat, and a bag of cotton candy. Okay. That's Consoled. That's, That's pretty a nice good. Way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rich S says, have Sugar Valley Brewer play at the funeral? <laughs> With Disney themed strippers. Uh, oh man! Okay, I might vote for that one. Yeah. Uh, Austin says, "Sorry to hear the bad news, Bevo. I would wish that Sam is consoling her with wise words more than this stupid game." That's fuck that mm, guy. Yeah. yeah first of all, it, when I first read it, it sounded funnier. But is then, that one tweet? I think yeah. it's kind of long. Yeah, it's convoluted. Jonathan <laughs> that, Ross, uh, that sounded to me like more than 140 characters. I was going to say, is that longer than the allotment? <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't worry, Warren. If it was longer, it wouldn't have happened. Okay, that's a good that's point. What, Thank you. Yeah, it has its own checks and balances within the system. Yeah. It's a, it's so a whole take thing. Take your technicality and shove it up your beard. Did anybody like the tweet? No. No. Ex- okay. But you made us like you less. <laughs> well, I'm your, good at that. Is that possible? <laughs> with your commentary. Uh, Jonathan Ross says uh, canned wine and a vacation to a double wide community. Okay, that's very yeah, that's very wise. nice yeah. too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tim Conlin, uh, this is the last one. Tim Conlin says, "Have the streets all the double wides are on renamed in her honor." Oh, oh that's sweet. That's yeah. thoughtful. So go to a double wide community, and every street is apparently named Bevo's mom. Yeah, double wide. Okay, <laughs> all right. Bevo's all right. mom drive. Is that Bevo's it? Mom Bevo's mom way. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That was it, baby. Well, I'm torn between there's nothing to do. She's already dead. Yeah, that one was really which good. Which is very, uh, you know, uh, stark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Winter came. And and then yeah. the, the very... Yeah, exactly. Wow. And then the very opposite, which is very thoughtful, knowing Bevo, that uh, all streets 
full of double wides would be named after her mother. But is that her mom's dream or Bevo's dream? It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> There's no way to find out now. We can't so let's ask just go her. forward yeah. with That's the aesthetic true. of it. All. And it would console Bevo because her mom's dead. And she so would eventually be she, living on one of those. And she can't be consoled. Right. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Wow. So, you really got to break it. You, you need to talk with Warren like it's an IKEA directions, where it's just pictures of how he should look. Yeah, it's like yes. a guy with well, a wiener. And yeah, and the thing is like, oh, I get it now. Dre, Dre's into it. Yeah, he's, he's I'll, I'll draw it up. I, I feel like Dre yeah. cooking wieners at the funeral would be a good way. To <laughs> that, she does. I'm telling you, in her favorite beer. Can I tweet? This like, girl loves wieners like you've never seen. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I don't think we have time for you to write a tweet. Right okay, now. No. it's a hundred. 40 characters, right? Yeah. <laughs> I might be able to squeeze it in. I I, think Ikea so. also made the furs for uh, Game of Thrones. Is this, this is what I understand. I just heard Wait, that as, as well. You haven't heard this? Ikea made the what? The, the, f- the furs. So what? They, it was like a fur rug, and suddenly they're like, you know what? This is what we did. We cut out this little neck slip in it, and he had dirty it up and that's what they all wear you know you're, the, you're the wearing the black really? it's it's Ikea. Ikea. they're, they're it's all Ikea. wearing Ikea it's yeah, Ikea it's funny wow. it's Ikea yeah. instead Europeans. of being the black you are the Ikea now yeah, you, you wear the Ikea. Yeah, you don't take the, like, you take the horns, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually a really fancy designer out of uh, oh. out of Sweden. Okay. Yeah. As always, <laughs> it's, it's Ikea. <laughs> right. yeah. All right, I think I, I'd like to vote for the name the streets, uh, uh, all the double-wide streets after Bebo's mom. I think that's a nice, respectful I think. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, what I do you think guys that's think? very nice. Everybody gets to vote. You know, yeah. I think if you name something after somebody, that should always be a good thing. Yeah, you know, it's a way to live on. That's true. Take the USS John McCain for example. There you it, go. it ran into a, a merchant ship today. That's right. <laughs> it so. could have really? been Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. Hi, hi, yeah, yeah. It ran into Bodie McBoatface. Yes. Because John yeah. McCain doesn't fuck hi. around. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> he has no time for your shit. Yeah. He's gonna run straight into you. That's right. Get out of my way. Um, so, you didn't move, right? No, and hopefully it's his ocean. My, my thought in the, in the same vein would be that several double wides would eventually catch fire on the on the street because that's what double wides do uh, on on Bevo Street. So, but, but if they were going to catch on fire, that's just their fault anyway, and that you yeah. can't do anything about it. No, and you, and by the way, you don't try to put them out either because no. what's the fucking point? It's a double wide. Yeah. It's, a double wide. <laughs> it's it's it's, pay, it's basically origami for houses. Uh, it will yeah, it will just burst into. I think they have like one little pocket on the end of a double wide that's literally like if this catches on fire, get the fuck out. Correct. Like, uh, like yeah, that's where the propane poof. tank yeah. 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 run yeah. the double wide. Yeah. Yeah. Poof in the uh, flames. Magic trick over. Yeah. It's propane filled origami. <laughs> <laughs> propane propelled. Or yes, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Are we good with that, JP? Yeah. Are you happy with? I already you? tweeted out the winner. Oh, okay. The best part is. <laughs> the best part is he has to email Beverly. Oh, no. oh God. Yeah. To get his I won, I won your dead mom game. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. That's brutal. Hey, but it's very brutal. All the streets network, are though. named after uh, her mom. Yeah. See, so. her streets don't have no name. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, she should feel warm. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to feel warm. Oh, God. (laughs) I knew knew one of us was going to do that. Yikes. 
All right. I think uh, my business is done over here. Uh, We will hand it over to JP. Once again, guys, from Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company, thanks for being here. I appreciate it, all of you. We can't thank you enough. Uh, Thanks for the beer. Uh, Your show will be available for download probably tomorrow. i got to get it done before I leave for the desert. So uh, everybody can listen and find out. Don't forget, to listeners, to look for our... um, uh, sign-up sheet to win uh, tickets to the California Craft Brewers Conference. Yeah, that should be uh, happening tomorrow. So, Okay, we'll put that up on our social media. Uh, if you're in California or able to travel in the beginning of September to California, then you should register to win. Otherwise, don't register to win. You're just going to be screwing over somebody else. we got a couple cool tickets to give away to the California Craft Beer Summit uh, Beer Festival. So, uh, Are you guys going to be at the Beer Summit? Yeah. I, am, I, I unfortunately will not be there. Okay. Uh, we'll be there. You're going to pour at the, we at the will be there. Awesome. Big Mountain will be there. Oh, such a good festival, too. Oh, yeah. So I'm um, glad you guys are going to be there. Okay. All right, Jip, you ready? Sure, dude. All right. Beardy and I will see you all in a couple of weeks. JP will see you next week. And uh, thanks for listening. Later. Thank you all. Ciao. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Figueroa Mountain Brewing came all the way up from somewhere south of Buelton, California, to talk about lagers made with actual lagering methods. Plus, they do, like, IPAs and shit. Hit them up at figmtnbrew.com, I believe. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts. And go to earsuppodcast.com as J.P., Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDole at Tasty McD. Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy. And the great Beverly is crushing or drinking cyberspace at Bevo1. But J.P. thinks Twitter is dead, and you should follow him on Instagram at Major Jip. Today's show is produced by Bevo, and your host has been Justin. Be sure to find the Brain Network on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. Justin's in my sky and winning the race, JP.